get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 17 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're live on Wednesday, October 17th, 2018. This is franchise episode number 150. It's a milestone, a milestone episode, all time. And this one is a uh, live post-game show. We've done a few of these, and we're going to do another one tonight. Uh, my name is Kurt Price. My Twitter handle is at uh, Kurt Price. And uh, uh, Billy uh, Bill Day's Twitter handle is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff Ponder's Twitter handle is at JPonder94. If you want to send the show a tweet, send it to at LGB Radio, and we'll try to read it uh, live on the air. If you want to talk hockey uh, live with us on the show, we'll try to open it up uh, later for listeners uh, to uh, join us and and uh, talk some hockey. So, And uh, you can also follow us on Instagram now so just search for let's go blues radio on instagram and uh, give us a follow we put uh you know we it's 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 fairly interesting i think it's more than just beer it is more than just beer it is a lot more than just beer bill what are you calling it uh insty that's what you call it all right insty um, no i do believe the kids call it insta yeah yeah no, no. <laughs> i don't call it insta because I'm, i don't i don't uh I feel like I'm trying to be like uh, you know, eighteen. You're, right, I, you're the the old man trying to be hipster. Yeah, I would not do that. I would not. Mm. I'm not. I'm not going to say Insta because then it's like, oh, who are you? You you can't. You're not. You're not eighteen. You can't say Insta. Right, man. You mm. know. You know. Okay, mini rant before a show full of rants. You know what <laughs> drives me crazy when new, like older artists, like forties and fifties, release new music and they use today's lingo. I don't know why that bothers me, but like Eminem has a couple songs where he says, like, why you got to be so basic. <laughs> and there's a couple other things he says. I can't remember that. I'm just like, Ugh, come you, on, man. You're too old for that. You know what bugs me was yeah. when like you say the, uh, the, the nightly news people, like the, the 50 year old uh, news anchor, Lester Holt or somebody like Lester Holt or something talks about a video going viral. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, or uh, or if they show a video, oh, let's see if that video goes viral. No, no, don't don't use the lingo. Don't use the 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 young person lingo. You're you're, you're in your fifties. It wasn't a thing when you were when you were hip, so <laughs> you can't use it now. Now you're on the trolley. Uh, yeah. Uh, please check out the Let'sGoBlues.com shop and consider buying a reasonably priced shirt, mug, or sticker. All those proceeds go back into the show. Uh, we are, I believe, exactly. One month away from the Stanley Ponder Cup uh, tournament, Jeff. Is that right? That is correct. And we still have a lot of spots to fill. How about you guys? You gonna play? I think so. I okay. I think so. I haven't signed up yet, but I, I I think so. I'm gonna. 
I've been mulling it over. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to play or not. I haven't played. I literally have not played since the last tournament. <laughs> oh, wow. It's been, I've been, yeah. I but you're in such great shape. I, I am in such great shape. Ripped. The, the, the kids like to say ripped nowadays, right? <laughs> That's what I'm really... You're definitely not basic. No, I'm not. <laughs> I like, is that good or bad? Yeah, I literally <laughs> have not played since two Stanley okay. Ponder Cup tournaments ago. Um, but that's only because I'm waiting for my contract demands to be met. <laughs> Which, for a, for a charity tournament. Yeah, you're one of those guys. You're, you're one of those guys. Those uh, former those players that uh, have not retired yet, and you're looking for a contract, and you you can't find one anywhere. And uh, well, I'm gonna announce my retirement. I'm like, uh, well, you're kind of like nobody wants you, so it's like mm, you're. It needs to be another word for besides like retiring. It says to me like, oh, okay, well you could play some more, but you choose to retire. Someone will take you. But when no one wants you, and you're retiring when you don't want to, it's kind of a weird. It needs to be a word for that. I wish somebody would come out and say, not that I'm retiring after a couple of years, but maybe say, I'm announcing my unemployment. <laughs> my permanent unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so get back into the Ponder Cup tournament. Yes, we are uh, exactly one month away. It is November 17th. That is a Saturday at Queenie Park Midwest Sport Hockey. Uh, the beer will be flowing, and there will be a Blues game that night. I believe they're playing the Sharks in San Jose. So, uh, yes, you will want to drink beer if we keep seeing the same roster uh, out there. Um, but... Um, yeah, it's a good tournament. We've got about 20, oh, I'm not going to quote this right, but I think we have 24 spots left. Um, goalie spots all taken. And yeah, more players, the better. I mean, you uh, you do not have to be an all-star. You don't have to be a first-timer. It's uh, people of all ranges of skill. Uh, and we have a little draft for all the players that uh, uh, between five guys, we have five captains. And yeah, we just pick off of uh, the questionnaire we have everyone fill out, and usually the teams are pretty even because of that. So, uh, yeah, I I have always have a great time with it. Um, I always end up losing except for the first year, so I'm usually drunk by about 10 o'clock. So that's always fun. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good time. Uh, a lot of raffles uh, this year. We've got some really cool ones. We've got a, a Tarasenko jersey, um, Erie Otters, Connor McDavid jersey, um, and then a couple other things that I'm still working on, but, uh, there's about seven or eight things, big things for sure that I have. And, uh, you can check that out over at dropinstl.com. Go over to the 2018 SPCM tourney tab, scroll down to where it says donate. If you want to play, click that button, pay your $50 through PayPal that reserves your spot. And if you just want to come, like I said, Saturday, November 17th, Queenie Park, Midwest Sport Hockey. We get started at 2 o'clock. You know, I, I this is the fourth one, correct? Yes, Cause, that's okay. correct. So, the, I've, so I've played in the first three, and uh, I just wanted to say that the teams that I've been on, uh, we were a shootout uh, goal away from going to the final the first season. We won the championship the second season, the second time. And the third one, we lost in the final. So the teams yep. I've been on, we've done pretty well. I went, so my rankings for my team was first, fifth, second. Hmm. So I, uh, and, and unfortunately, the guy who helps me run this and a, a listener of the show, Jason Miller, every year he has, he's a goalie. Every single year he has finished second. 
And this year he tore, he blew out his ACL. So he is out. Ooh, so he won't even yeah. be playing. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, I saw the picture he posted on Twitter. I don't know if it was last week, but man, get better soon, Jason. That looks yeah. ugly. Yikes. It's, it's one of those moments too, where it, it kind of makes you realize your own mortality. I mean, I, I've known Jason for 11, 12 years and I'm sure people who play listen to the show I've had moments like this where you just, you know, you feel invincible, you know, like I'm 33 years old and, you know, I've had injuries here and there, you know, broken bones and broken fingers and uh, concussions here and there, but you know, I'm never out for too long, but then something happens like that to someone you've played with forever. And it's just like, yeah, that could be me. I'm getting to an age where I have to be careful. And uh, it's, it's a humbling moment, and it makes me say, "Oh God, hopefully that is never me." Yeah, but, uh, not too long ago, uh, Frank Hart, one of the goalies that uh, I think uh, he's registered a couple times. I don't think he's played. No, uh, but he's a goalie we play with, and a guy I've known for a long time. He uh, he blew out his ACL hmm, last year, so he's he just he, I think he just finally got back. Yeah, playing goal. Yeah, and the uh, the Sunday morning pickup game that we used to play in. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how recently you have. I I gave it up about a. Yeah. It's been over a year since I've yeah, been there. I think it was a year ago, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, right about this time a year ago that I stopped playing with those guys. Um, but yeah, he uh, right when Frank's coming back, they uh, can't get enough interest to go out Sunday morning anymore. So. I I I've not read the. Uh, okay. Yeah. I did read this. They're going to keep trying it, but yeah, yeah that's, that's they're taking that's, a. I think they're going to take a few weeks off. Because I think Frank's back in China, so yeah, he is China. Back in China. Yep, China. I'd start going again. I'd start playing again. I guess maybe on Sundays. I don't know. Every other Sunday, not every Sunday. Every given Sunday. Hmm. Uh, the official beers of episode uh, number one hundred and fifty. This is a this is like a kind of a semi milestone episode one fifty. That's a that's a number. I wish I would have known. Yeah, I wish I would have known beforehand. I would have. Gotten a better beer. <laughs> I, you, you should see mine. <laughs> Did you see mine? I'll show. I'll, I'll I, I heard that in the last, uh, the last moment of the game, Mike Yo told the Blues, "Hey, this is a milestone episode for Let's Go Blues Radio. Make sure you give it all your all. <laughs> make sure you make it memorable." Yeah, it and was. They did. It was. They did. It was. Uh, Bill, what you got? I have. The cheapest beer I've ever drank on this show. It's uh yeah. It's from Trader Joe's. I was in there the other night. I saw on the shelf Imperial Mexican Stout with uh, chilies, cacao nibs, it, it and sounds cinnamon. Good. It sounds, sounds good. great. Yeah, it sounds a, good. It's an Abraxas clone. Yeah. That's what I thought. Three ninety nine. <laughs> Three ninety nine. How, how many is that a oh that's a, a, okay. It's a bomber. Yeah, it's a bomber. It's right? bomber yeah. I was, wow. uh, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's like half price at least. You get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah. yeah it is, not very good, huh? It is, um, what's the ABV? Um, it's not published somewhere around 10%. Oh, well, and I'm, at least there's that. Yeah. I'm hoping that, <laughs> I'm hoping that takes over here soon. Um, there's, there's, I don't know, mild, mild chili heat to it, but nothing much. Cinnamon, way too much cinnamon. Mm. But it pairs well with. Uh, I okay, yeah. You brought the these cinnamon cinnamon yogurt, uh, cinnamon yogurt pretzels. Yeah, those are good. So, but yeah, it's um, 
like I said on my tweet, uh, very appropriate for tonight. Cheap and pretty awful. <laughs> that works. Jeff, what do Actually, you got? If it, really, if, if you want to say that it was perfect for tonight, it should have been uh, overpriced and awful. Mm, that's if I would have you know, right. gone there again for you know, this... <laughs> I I didn't make the trek back to Montreal. What's thank the God? What's the what's the most expensive? What's the worst most expensive beer you've had? Do you, can you the, recall the worst? The, like most the, the, the priciest beer that was just god awful. <sighs> that you that you didn't like, if you can recall. Uh, I'm gonna say Founders Double Trouble. It's like 17 bucks for a four pack, and I I bought it a couple of years ago. Didn't like it. Came back around this year. Thought, eh, I'll try it again. No, hmm. no. And it's more of a style thing for me. But yeah, <clears throat> it, it was it was the priciest beer that I was disappointed by. I think, I, and I, I don't know if this was a pricey beer or not that I had. It was a. Uh, it was. <clears throat> I was. I. I was. I had had a number of beers, so I wasn't really. You know, I don't think I was aware of what I was paying for beer at this point. But uh, <laughs> I was. I was out in the Grove, and and uh, I had a sour beer. Mm. And I don't do sour beers. I, and and it and I wasn't thinking when I when I asked you know what because I saw the tapper handle. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard of that beer from Four Hands. It was a passion fruit something or whatever. Mm. I thought, oh, it's I, I I can go for you know a sweeter beer or something right now. And and I got it. I'm like, oh, it's a sour. And it just I, I didn't. It wasn't my thing. And I like, oh no, it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad beer. It's just not my thing. And it was it was it was probably like I don't know six or seven dollars for a for a pour. Yeah, I guess yeah. something like that. I, uh, so prior talk, I, I, that's, that's where I go typically. And, um, which if they want to sponsor the show, you can tweet us. Um, so I went to uh prior talk about six months ago. Um, and, uh, my wife likes the, the fruitier beers, which, you know, every now and then I, I like a fruitier one too. Uh, you can insert joke here. Um, but, uh, <laughs> insert fruit, and Bill in, look at each insert other. fruit here. <laughs> um but, speaking uh, of bananas I, they, okay. I, I was gonna say that uh it, we got a strawberry jam beer once and i hated it it tasted <laughs> like i'm not kidding if you took a jar of like jam mixed it with half peanut butter and then poured beer into it uh like bud light it just did not taste good at all. I don't remember uh, who the manufacturer was, but my wife loved it. She thought it was great. She's like, oh, I'll have to get this again. I'm like, Ugh, okay, well, you can drink that. I'm not going to touch it. Are you uh, are you guys like ESB fans at all? Mm, no. Me either. No. I, Jeff, you like extra no. special bitters? Yeah, the first time I had one was years ago. Yeah. At, at, I was well, you were there. Yeah, you were there. there. I was there. That was, was... A, someone brought a picture of the damn stuff. Yeah. It was uh, Schlafly's. Yeah. And uh, Slafty's uh, ESB, and I'm like, ah, okay. And I, I whoa, stagger I in. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh, I, I didn't like that at all. And Hogarden, mm-hmm. uh, no, uh, uh, not Hogarden. Um, oh, um, Pilsner or Kell? No, Hogarden, I didn't like either. Yeah. Um, but uh, we were at uh, uh, ITAP. Yeah. Central West End, I think it was. I think. No. Uh, no. No, 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 no. ITAP Soulard. Yeah, Soulard. Yeah. And it was. Uh, uh, the waitress brought us a uh, wheat beer. The rec- uh, what was it called? And it was terrible. Tuker. It's Tuker. Oh yeah, yeah. T u c h e r. Tuker. And uh, yeah, Chris and I had that. Yeah, Ben's and bachelor party. Wasn't neither it? one of us liked it. Yeah. <laughs> it was Ben's bachelor party. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, <sighs> they're not all winners. Yeah. So we're setting the stage pretty well here for uh, tonight. 
<laughs> Jeff, they're really? not all winners. <laughs> what do you got, Jeff? What do you got? Well, really, it's funny that you say that because I, I feel like we're kind of just delaying the inevitable. Like, we don't want to talk about it. So we're going to sit here and talk about beer for two hours. That's more interesting. It is. It is. Uh, so my beer is the New Belgium Fat Tire, which most people have had before. Um, just a good Belgian-style ale for anyone who likes it. It's uh, about 5.2%, I believe. Um, eh. Just needed something to drink away my sorrows and my anger. Uh, I went with the old uh, Bud Light Orange because it's fall and uh, I need to get rid of this beer. (laughs) 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 So I got a few more in the fridge, so I'm going to get rid of this and I got to, I got to make way for the pumpkins and the, and the stouts and and the, you know, so Mr. Blue's head, if you want to come over and help (laughs) Kurt drink this beer. Yes, I have, I have like three or four more. And so you can come on over and enjoy it. <clears throat> anyhow, uh, anyhow. I, I guess we t- have to talk hockey now. Well, yeah. Well, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, today's date, uh, October 17th, uh, 1985, St. Louis uh, City threatened to shut down the arena due to back taxes owed by Harry Ernest and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, on today in Blues history, so that that whole era was just a mess. I remember that I was uh, about four months old, mm-hmm. six months old, and uh, yeah, I remember. I remember that that was that was awful. Yeah, I was young enough. I I remember it, but I was young enough that my parents talking about it scared me. I mean, it, I I was definitely scared when they talked about you know the Blues are moving to Saskatoon two years prior to that, but yeah, that was. Yeah, I think this yeah, carpetbagger Hair and S came in and saved the day. Yes, yes, and he was apparently a pretty cheap man, yes. not paying his taxes. Right. And, yeah. And uh, today's date, uh, October seventeenth, two thousand and eight, Al McInnes was inducted into the Nova Scotia Sports Hall of Fame. When I first saw this, I got excited because I'm like, "Oh, I can talk about my experience going to see him get inducted." But I'm like, "Oh no, wait a minute! That was the Hockey Hall of Fame." Not Nova Scotia. All right. Uh, let's jump right into it. Um, I'm going to... <laughs> so, leading up to today's game, uh, a lot of talk about uh, this week about... Uh, uh, well, first off, we got... we got Here's the topics. We got the Bow Meester. We've got uh, our power play. We've got Dunn being a healthy scratch. Uh, the whole 11 forwards and seven defensemen uh, thing they went with. Uh, and then today's game we'll talk about. So if you guys want to talk amongst yourselves about Bowmeister and how he's played recently, because it was a topic of discussion on uh, the the uh, Blues NHL podcast um, today, and, and they were uh, – that I listened to today, and so they, I was – and I actually agree with them on quite a number of uh, things that they said about Bowmeister where he's – which we've discussed many times about how he is not – a top pairing guy. He hmm. needs to be on the third pairing with Schmaltz or, or uh, 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 Bortuzzo. And uh, but he's not. He's he's on the top pairing with uh, Petrangelo, and it's a problem. So uh, you know, if you guys want to talk amongst yourselves, I'll be right back. All right. So Jeff, <laughs> how much do you like Jay Bowmeister? Well, let me just crack open another beer because this is going to take a while. Um, 
Jay Bowmeister. Where do you even start? Listen, uh, let's pull like this. Friend of the show, Chris Frank, from the Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, he has long been a defender of Jay Bowmeister, and uh, we've had many a discussion about how uh, I'm kind of too harsh on Bowmeister. He tweeted tonight that it's getting really hard to defend him because he has looked awful this season. And while I think he has looked awful really since that Ironman streak ended, uh, to the past couple games, if you're, let's play this. If you're going to scratch uh, uh, Vince Dunn, you need to be scratching Jay Bomeister. I don't care that he's got the longevity. I don't care that he's been in the league for 400 years. I don't care. The guy has, he's been awful. And I will say, I think normally he's a third pairing defenseman and that's fine. That's hey, and at this point in his career, many defensemen could say that Daryl Sador. I mean, you look at great defensemen who later in their career became third pairing defensemen when they used to be first or second pairing, but he hasn't even been good enough to be a third pairing defenseman. And when you see players like Schmaltz and Dunn guys who are, hustling and working their ass off. Not that Bowmeister isn't. It's just the talent and the, it, the, the the game has passed him so hard. And maybe you sit him a couple games and hope that he figures it out, but his foot speed is gone 100%. I mean, he has no foot speed left at all. And it's just... It, it's painful he, to watch. He, his play with the puck is just... I questionable at best. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I to me it's felt like for the last 2 years that they are playing him consummate to his pay, not his ability. Yes. They're they're trying to force value out of him and there's no value left. Put him put him in the press box. And you you brought up the point about um if you're going to bench Vince Dunn you're going to bench Bo Meester. We'll revisit that line of thinking later in the game. You know, the, the, and this is not exclusive to yo. I mean, there, there's, there are tons of coaches, probably almost everyone is going to, is not going to bench the veteran of Bo Meester's stature. They're not going to do it. Um, doesn't make it right. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, it's for whatever reason, uh, the, the players of his ilk, the seniority that, that they have, uh, are are given, you know, they're, they're considered, oh, well, if he makes a mistake, you know, that's just, that's part of the deal. Oh, but if a guy like Dunn makes a mistake, well, you got to make sure you got to let him know that that's not acceptable and you can't get complacent with those kinds of mistakes, even though Bowmeister, and, and you know, and you know, Dunn's ceiling is higher than, than his mistakes. Okay. Um, I would say Bowmeister's ceiling is not higher than his mistakes. I think, the guy we're seeing as Bowmeister right now is as good as he can be. Uh, right now, he's not going to be any better. Mm. He's not going to all of a sudden just play like he did three or four years ago. Right. Uh, uh, Dunn, mm. Dunn uh, has been. He's been fine for the most part. He's been fine. He's he's had a, he's had some hiccups. He had that play in overtime against Chicago. I, but I mean, so what? It's three on three hockey. It is. It's three on three hockey. Mistakes are going to happen. You shot in the shin guards. Yeah, it's the it's the cardinal rule. A defenseman, last guy back, don't shoot in the shin guards. I get it. But it's three on three, and still, uh, it's you at least got a point out of that game. Yeah, right. I know, right? 
but it wasn't Bowmaster tonight. I kind of wish it was. Mm, <laughs> I wish yeah. it had been Bowmaster. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that's uh, that's a much better, much more palatable narrative. Well, at least it would have been like, see, told you. Yeah. Uh, so but no, no, the Bowmaster is, in terms of five on five play, he's a third pairing defenseman. Mm-hmm. Penalty kill, he's your second pairing at best. Yeah, I, 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 I would think so. And it feels like they've been rolling him out as first pairing penalty killer. Yeah, he uh, he was a second pairing. Uh, was it against the Ducks? Yeah. I believe, and uh, he was back on the top pair again tonight. I'm like, what is going on? So he uh, well, he saw some time with Petrangelo, and he saw some time with Pareko. Um, but I, I think those are two guys that he doesn't need to be playing with. No. Like you said, and and listen, we, we'll get into this, I'm sure, later. But I personally love the Dunn and Schmaltz pairing. I thought that was the best looking pairing for the blues tonight, but Bowmeister needs to be on your third pairing. I mean, he needs to be playing 12, 13 minutes a night tops. Well, well, in my opinion, Schmaltz Dunn should be the second pairing in the next game. (laughs) (laughs) Because, because, yeah. But yeah, yeah. uh, it was, it was suggested that uh, Dunn be paired with uh, Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the uh, the mm-hmm. Blues NHL podcast, uh, which I said was they, and I, I heard that I'm like I like that. I like I, I'd like too. to see that too. And, and, and Edmondson and uh, Pareko on the mm-hmm. number two because I I I when they have been paired together in the past, I've loved it. You know, Twin Towers, uh, two guys, um, I like it. And then you'd have uh, the Schmaltz, Portuzo, and uh, Bowmeister, uh, three headed monster on the third pairing. So I I think that would be interesting to see how that worked out too. Unless somebody. Nancy Kerrigan's Jay Bowmeister, he's going to play 82 games this year. We just have to accept no. it, and it sucks. Well, uh, actually, uh, one of the hot takes that was uh, that we suggested people send us earlier today was, and I'm, I didn't have it ready to go since you just came out of the blue here, but something about uh, uh, Bowmeister will be on the LTIR before too long if he keeps playing top-line minutes. And uh, that's that's probably true. He's not going to last. Playing those minutes. Um, so one of the tweets we got earlier from uh, Dustin Paul, friend of the show, your former captain in the uh, great, captain. Cup tournament. Great, yeah, captain. great captain, great captain, great captain, much better than your last captain. Yeah, well, you know, it's I mean the proofs the proof is in the pudding. Uh, so Dustin uh, says, "Fire yo tonight, trade Pareko for Nylander, get Bo Meester off this team by any means necessary." Dump the donuts and bring back tacos. Hashtag we want tacos. I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not on the the bandwagon to move Preco, but uh, you know the other two. Yeah, well, I like his sentiment in the, though. In the oh, yeah, heat, I know. Yeah. In the heat of the moment after this game, that is a perfect hot take. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. But I. I uh, yeah. I, I've. I, I've been. Uh, you know, cold on Yo for a long time. Mm-hmm. I've never been warm on Yo ever no. I, since he was hired. I, yeah, well, since since but, he was he, he was slotted to replace Hitchcock. Yeah, I know. Wait to get so rid of stupid. Hitchcock only to get Yo. So stupid. Oh. But yeah, so, so Dunn was a healthy scratch for uh, the game against Calgary, which we won five to two, which meant no lineup changes for well, he he's still scratched again for Chicago, and that was the uh, overtime loss five to four. So, but. Um, yeah, the one the speaking of uh, there's a lot of negative things that we're talking about, but a positive has been the power play. Yeah, the power play has been productive. 
Which which of there were there were a few issues last season, power play, offense, goaltending from Allen. So the power play light years better so far. Yeah. Uh, offense better. Um, goaltending from Allen better this season. Uh, but the problem, uh, I mean, he has not been perfect, but he's been better than last season. Um, mm. Well, his numbers aren't, right. but I think mm. he's played better. Mm. He's not. He's had some strong games. He right. has. He, he has. He's had. He, he's the not, Chicago game. I'm not the second Chicago game. Right. I'm not saying he's, he's been. I'm not saying he's been best player on the, the goalie we need. <laughs> the goalie we deserve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's been better than last season, which I said before. I said the season uh, in our season preview show. He's got to be better than last year. He has to be right, and he has been. Um, still not what we need him to be. Um, but I think he was fine tonight. I. But um, yeah, yeah. This tonight was that was fine. T- yeah, he, he was good. Totally not on him. No, no, he's fine. And uh, at the game against uh, Chicago, he was fan. He was he was great. Um, but uh, he's had some other games where it's like, eh. but so. still, every game, every game this year, the Blues have given up three goals. I know, I know, and it's and it's a thing where it's a team thing. It's it's a team thing. It's a uh, 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 poor defensive zone coverage uh, in front of your own net. My God. Um, and uh, transition out of your own zone has been bad. So, and then, you know, they get great scoring chances because of it. And 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 then Allen has not come up huge enough for my liking. So that's a whole, it's a whole perfect storm of crap in our own end for me. So I and it's a lot of those goals you can't. I'm not going to rag on Allen for a lot of them, but um, but like Luke Warrick said, you know, it'd be nice if he came up with a with a bigger saves a little more often. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you you want your goalie to feel comfortable with the team in front of him, which I don't think he has all season, probably even last season, um, to where he doesn't think they're going to hang him out to dry. So I, 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 yeah, you can sit there and blame the Blues, <laughs> but it's it's a two way street. You can blame the forwards, you can blame the defenseman for that, and and we do hundred percent, but. It's also that, yeah, you expect your team to be bailing you out, only having you face 20, 21 shots a night, but you need to be reciprocating that. The off nights, which has been a lot, granted, to start the season for the forwards and the defense, you need to have be bailed out by your goaltender. I mean, I listen, I this is going to be a, a hilarious person to reference here, but I'm being sincere. There was one goalie in the Blues' past who was fantastic at taking a game. I mean, granted, he was inconsistent as hell, but he took the game when he needed to and stood on his head. <laughs> that was Curtis Sanford. I thought I was going to say Laleem. Well, not Laleem. No, the Sandman. I mean, listen, I'm not saying, because Jake Allen's a better goalie than the Sandman, but there were nights where you could point to Curtis Sanford and say, the only reason the Blues won, the only reason the Blues lost by a goal was because Curtis Sanford made 42 saves. And listen, Jake Allen did that against Chicago. But what the Blues are paying him and what you expect from him that needs to be happening a little more often. And I don't put tonight on him at all. Well, uh, the first goal was weak. Yeah, we'll I, was, to that. I was just going to say the light sound geometry uh... – Light, sound, geometry, analog, electronics. I'm not going to say it every time uh, he makes a comment <laughs> <laughs> in the YouTube chat. Um, but he did say 30 seconds in, game five, uh, 
30 seconds of the game, five hole, uh, WTF you smoking. You're right. Uh, that was a that was a soft goal. I thought on Allen. So he, it was not. It's not. A, it was not a good goal. Wait. wait I mean that wait. gets back to Bowmeister too. It. it oh does. yeah, it was a bad pinch. It does, but wasn't it a breakaway? It was a. There was a defender there. Semi. He, he had a. He had a lane to the. He had a. He had a. He had a slot to the lane. He had a. You know, a, a lane, backhand. Um, there was a defender in the slot, like skating back. Skating back. Right. But he, yeah. he, he didn't have it. He wasn't a clear cut breakaway. Yeah. But still. And it was a. It was a bad pinch by, Bowmeister. So that that goal, I. That was a soft right. goal to give up uh, and a bad play by Bowmeister to pinch. It was two on one, more or less. So the uh, the uh, eleven the eleven forwards and seven defensemen thing that would happened on that was against Anaheim, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so did anybody tell Mike Yo that you have to have three forwards at all times? I mean, did, <laughs> I, or, I, I, or are we seeing a I, a new era of when, of hockey? They're playing a different form, like in soccer. They're they're playing a three two instead of a two three. Stupid. You know what I stupid. What I what I thought was puzzling about this was that the Blues have looked out of sync all season. They inconsistent. Um, they're scoring some goals, but they the all over the ice they look inconsistent. And I've I've I, I compare this team to kind of like the Mike Mike Kitchen Blues a little bit. Um, they just don't seem to know what they're doing sometimes, and they seem out of sync and no chemistry. Um, and what better way to build up chemistry than to just have uneven forwards and uneven defensemen. And every time you're out there, you're with someone different. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I feel like this was an answer to, I feel like this was, cause it was a back-to-back. It was the second game of back-to-back. And I feel like this was Mike Yo saying, well, let's, uh, let's, let's, you know, our veteran defenseman, AKA Jay Bowmeister, let's not play him as much. So, you know, we'll have seven defensemen out there. That's how I read that. Cause you know, I mean, you, you it's understandable if, you know, guys getting 30 35 minutes and, and it's a back-to-back it's a big game i could see it but really the answer to that is sit your tired defenseman you know instead of playing seven defensemen in a back-to-back and saying well this way we're giving everybody rest whoever's the most tired whoever didn't look good the night before give him the night off uh will will I, will bowmeister be a healthy scratch at all this no. season at all no. this season, not in the entire season. If as, you long keep, as, as long as Mike Yo is coach, no. As long as anyone's, I, I don't. Uh, who? Uh, so if a if a new young hip coach comes in and he's going to sit the veteran Bowmeister, no. Mm. I don't. I don't think he's going to sit just just because of the way the NHL is. I don't think he gets that at all. And it's, Davis it's, it's, Payne. It's, and it's, Davis Payne did that to Eric Brewer. Mm. Well, yeah, and, and Eric Brewer was. Yeah. Okay. But he was the captain. Yeah, but he was no. okay. No, and all right, that gave me some hope about Davis Payne. I like Davis Payne. And then all of a sudden, here we are straddled with Ken Hitchcock for five years. I liked I liked Davis Payne, and I liked Hitchcock for a while. No, I did. No. The, he had good results, just not playoffs. You you liked him. I didn't. I I I know. <laughs> I didn't like him the last year and a half. Before that, I did. yeah. No, I was I was Kirk. done with him, and I made no bones about I, this. I was done with him after the first LA play, uh, playoff series where we lost. I thought he had no fucking clue what he was doing coaching against Daryl Sutter, of all people. Yeah, that was sad. But, but we digress. 
Right. Let's get back to the present. The present is so much. Yeah, I did mention the power the play. Same. It's uh, it's uh, before tonight's game it was at thirty point four percent. Uh, we had seven power play goals uh, before tonight. We have eight now, which uh, I don't know if things changed league wide, but we have the second had the second most uh, in the league power play goals in the league uh, to Toronto, who had nine uh, coming in. So uh, and that that uh, coming in tonight's game, fifteen goals total uh, in five games. So we had two power play goals tonight. So. That's uh, we have uh, nine now, right? So we unless tr- if, unless Toronto got one, we're tied for the NHL lead in power play goals. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, they fixed the power play; it's just everything else <laughs> broke in order for them to fix it. But the thing is that we got was seventeen goals for in six games, something like that. So we're not scoring. I mean, that's uh, uh, half over half of our goals are on the power play, which sounds great. Mm-hmm. But when your five on five scoring is like really low, uh, aside from that, it's just ah, oh, that sucks. Right. So it's like the exact opposite of the start of last year. Last year, our five on five scoring was fantastic. Our power play wasn't very good. <laughs> the the key to our October November swoon last year was five on five goals from defensemen. Right. Well, we have we have four or five goals from defensemen this season. Four, I think. So it's not terrible. Yeah. We've got we've got. Decent goal production from our defenseman, but last year was fantastic. Yeah. Last Mont- year was really good. Montreal, on the other hand, tonight they, you know, they are they're what five two and something. Tonight they got that Mike Riley goal, the first goal from a defenseman all season for Montreal. Yep, I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's got to come sometime. Might as well be against us, right? Yeah. So tonight's game, uh, we came into the game uh, tonight losing the Blackhawks and the Ducks. Uh, Allen stopped 46 out of 50 in Chicago uh, versus Chicago. Uh, Petrangelo's play versus Chicago. Which, and- which, which, real quick, I just want to touch on Allen yeah. before we move on. I, I um, we went into that the, the last show. If you lost to do it, that was before the Calgary game. Uh, we said we just need to see something out of Jake Allen. We need, we need something. And uh, and he played well. I mean, I I thought I'm drawing a blank on which goal it was, but there was one weak goal I thought pretty early against the Blackhawks, and that was like, oh boy, here we go again. But he really stepped to the. the game up. It was the uh, Taves goal, wasn't it? The off the boards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Taves goal. Yeah. Is that the first goal? Yep. That was the first goal of yeah. the game. Bad goal. Bad goal. <laughs> but but you know. Even Patrick Waugh had bad goals against him, you know, so it's it's going to happen. But it was just one of those with, with Jake Allen's history. Oh, boy, here we go. But he he picked his game up. I mean, give him credit in the fact that that's usually a spot where that happens and Jake Allen crumbles the rest of the game. And uh, you're just, okay, when are you going to pull him, yo? When are you going to pull him? Um, but he answered brilliantly and, Really, his defense uh, and the penalties—that's that's what uh, kind of cursed him in that game. But overall, I thought very solid game for Jake Allen. One of the best games I've seen him play in two or three years. How often do you hear the criticism that your best players aren't being your best players? And uh, Petrangelo, in particular, uh, was has not been very good this season. So he's what uh, coming in this game, it was negative five, minus five in the season, and uh, has not played well. Um, not defending well in front of the goal, uh, losing track of his man. Uh, the Taze, both both Taze goals uh, against Chicago were on Petrangelo mostly. 
um, he lost track of him both times. So and and that's kind of been he was out muscled, lost track and out muscled on the first one, and then lost track on the second one. So I uh, I, I, I'm, I I he's a better defenseman than that. So I would I would hope that that improves. Um, but right now, that's just one of the handful of reasons why the team is struggling. Right. I think. I just I think when it comes to Petrangelo, um, you know, that he's he's been focused uh, too much on pushing the offense. He, at this point, with with how poorly he has played, he needs to focus defense first. Make take a couple of games and just focus on the defensive end of your game. Yeah. Well, that would involve taking him off the power play, which I've kind of been in favor of anyway. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't like him on the power play. I've come around on that, Kurt. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. He so, has not looked good this year on the power play at all. So <clears throat> tonight, the power play, again, power play is great. We, hmm. Two power play goals. However, the problem that I have continued to have with the power play over the last couple of seasons is the lack of of shooting not i'm not the shoe fan (laughs) but the the lack of people shooting one-timers every player gets the puck and overhandles it shen's goal in the third period was a one-timer carry price had no chance and if he's if he corrals it and shoots price gets it because because i thought when i when that goal went in i thought you know what uh Price just showed the level of goaltender that he is on that play because he got over in a hell of a hurry. And mm-hmm. uh, on the replay, he didn't miss by much. Right. And and the Shin, I mean, it was a, it was a great play, great setup, one-timer. Um, and you would have thought that Shin would have had a whole lot more net to shoot at, but he didn't. Right. And he, he put it where he was, where Alan, uh, where uh, uh, Price wasn't. And it, and it was and it worked out for us, but uh, but Price did a hell of a job getting over, and and that's just the kind of goalie he is. So that that's uh, that was uh, it was I was I noticed that when I, when that went in. Yeah, it's... yeah. I, I I was just gonna say that I um, a lot of people give Tarasenko trouble for that, which it, you know they I should. have before. Yeah, I, yeah. So... It's it's ridiculous that a man of of his talent caliber can't one time the damn puck. But I will say. This, that's the whole Blues mantra. Nobody on this team can one time the puck except what we saw tonight. Shen, Shen Your did defenseman. that a lot last year. Your too. defenseman can. The defenseman can, and I. Uh, it's it's frustrating because you know I've seen people say, "Well, they just need to go to practice and work on one timers." You know the it's... saying, "You can't teach a dog an old dog new tricks." <laughs> you know, I'm not saying they couldn't work on it and figure it out a little bit, but. In the heat of the moment, when these guys get the puck on their stick and they have seconds, not even seconds, a split second to react, they're not, they're going to do what they always do. It's going to be cradle the puck and shoot. That's just how this roster is. And it's a shame, but you need to find new ways of creating offense if that's the way it's going to be. But this team doesn't seem like they can figure that out. LSG in the uh, YouTube chat says uh, playing well and giving up timely momentum changing goals is two things uh, anyone who plays knows this so I guess referring to Allen's play and that uh, playing well is one thing and but then giving up a backbreaking goal is another which right. we've talked about before that 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 let, that can let a team down if you let mm-hmm. up a soft goal even though you play well stop 30 out of 31 right. 
And the next goal you allow is a softy, and you all of a sudden it's tied two two, and you're like, ugh, and it lets your team down. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I you get go it. back, go back to that Winnipeg, the the opening night game against Winnipeg, and that's that. You know, well, now that we had a lead in that game, so. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, but yeah, the uh, the jeers came because he couldn't make a save. He also said, uh, "Schwartz invisible again, oft injured." The JG Drew of STL hockey. Mm. <laughs> uh, he has hurt a lot. He has hurt a lot. I'll yeah. give him that. I, that. That's that's a good comparison with JD Drew. Drew was hurt a lot. Hopefully, no Flyers fans listening to this are going to throw batteries at him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I agree with the Tarasenko and the uh, the quick release. He's got once the puck is on his stick. He has a really he's a fantastic release, but he over yeah, it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, you know what, let that snapshot go. Let the slap shot go. Let I mean, the whole corral back and forehand shoot is his thing. And that allows I mean it's it's a fantastic shot when it lets it go. And if he hits his spot, it's great. But by that time the goalie's moved over and the defenseman's in the shooting lane and it it cuts down on the scoring chances. I I don't. I've been saying that for a while. I. I mean, it's, I, that's something I've noticed him for a couple of years ago, and it's just, it's just the way he does it. It's that's his style. It's what he does. Right. And you know, Jeff, you made the point uh, just a few minutes ago about fans saying, you know, practice one timers. I don't think it's just practicing one timers. You know, and it, it, it's that's not what's going to cure the team. But does this team have the kind of coaching staff that can teach in specialist situations? Like, do they have a skills coach that can teach high pressure scoring situations? I, I, I just feel like, you know, that that's probably not something this team's invested in. No, because they're too busy paying the, the Brett Hulls and Al McKinnis's of the team to afford that. Yeah. Did I go there? I'm sorry. That was that was uncalled for. Do you think anybody's telling Joe Jay Bowmeister how to play defense? I mean, no. I mean anybody? Is anybody like think, suggesting him? Do you hey, think, you might not want to do this next time, or right? You know, is, do you anybody? think Mike Van Ryan is telling <laughs> Jay Bowmeister how to play I know, defense? Right? That's my point. It's like right. you know what? It's almost like you know, just uh, I, I, I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I, I you, you can't do it that way. Cause, I mean, he's a playing him out of his element on the top line, and just not to harp on it too much, which we've done a lot this show already. But uh, and that's why we go long. But it just it. But I just don't understand it. You're you're. I don't I don't give a shit if he's if he's making six seven eight million dollars a year. If he's not worthy of top line minutes, don't fucking play him top line minutes. I don't care how much he makes. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how 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 much of a veteran he is, um, who gives your team the best chance to win on the ice, and like yeah, sitting done did not put your best lineup on the ice, which pissed me off. But whatever, you know, set him a game, two games, whatever. Um, sitting Thomas tonight, all right, fine. I mean, fine. I I get it. You know, whatever. Play Sanford, see what he's got. I'm uh, fine. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. As long as I, you know, I'm, I'm, I was, I was ready to have to battle you guys on that. I, I thought you guys were gonna, Bill, I, maybe you are, but I, I thought you guys were gonna be pretty pissed about that. I, you know what? Um, when I first, my first reaction when I heard Thomas was probably gonna sit. I was, uh, I was like, you know, I, that was the opposite direction I wanted him to go. I thought, you know, him getting six to eight minutes in a game, I thought was, you know, 
maybe hurting him because he's used to playing a lot more. Um, I would rather them have uh, put him up, you know, second, third line and give him more minutes to see how he plays before you before you scratch him. But I, you know, I, I'm uh, I'm fine with seeing how Sanford. I think Sanford played okay tonight. I, yeah, that's yeah. See, that's the thing is is that I think that if you sit him for Chris Thorburn. Oh God! Um, yeah, or Scotty Upshaw were still with the team, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that I would say, what the hell are you doing? Right. The fact that it was Zach Sanford, they wanted to see what they could get out of him. Yeah, and personally, I thought he played awesome for yeah. the Blues. I thought yeah. he looked good. Yeah, yeah, I thought the fourth line when they got out there, they they primarily played in the Montreal zone, yeah. and I thought they were effective. And I, I I've liked Sanford ever since we acquired him. So I I mean I've you know I I you can see that he has some talent and he he belongs in the NHL so um, I like to more, see him play. more so today I think when he first got here he he, I, he just he he weighed a buck 20 he and did. got pushed around quite a bit he did but I I liked I I, I could tell that he he belonged I could tell right. he had skill I could tell right. that okay this guy this guy can play so but no I get no, I was I was fine with them sitting Thomas for him I you know I Unfortunately, the reality is this is how the Blues organization is. They're never going to let a rookie continue to play every game. They're not going to give them 15, 20 minutes a night uh, ever like the other 30 teams are with their rookies. Um, so I understood it. It's just uh, if, if they decide to send him to juniors, I hope they give him at least two or three games before, which they're coming up on. Yeah, he's got nine. They got, He's yeah, got. He's playing. He's playing yeah, five. He's, yeah, he's getting to the point where you got to do that now. He's got so four him, more give games. Give him two or three games <clears throat> so, of him playing top line minutes. Not top, maybe not top line, but top six. And if you don't do that, then you're not testing to see how good. That's this kid my. Can be. I would like to see. I'd like to see at least a couple games of him playing on a second or third line. I, I'd like to see him move up a little bit, mm. just to get some more minutes, just to see how he does. Because that's they talk about. He played twenty five to thirty minutes. Uh before he came up here so he's he's getting his time cut by a third right i so i think after, by two thirds. after tonight's game with with kairu kairu i thought i thought he's looked very mm. not out of place on the first line but the fact that he he, he could have had two goals on wide he, open nets he missed the wide open net which he did i i can tell he didn't see that puck come out of traffic right he was I've, late on it and then in the post he hit I yeah. think that if anything, you sub Thomas for Cairo in the next game. That if, well, not not in general, but I think Mike Yo will sub Thomas for Cairo in the next game. It's it's so whether you play or not, Thomas on a wing or you yeah play Thomas on swap him. Okay, put put Thomas in Cairo's spot. I don't. I mean that you, that's what would that's you what, sit? That's, that's what you scratch Cairo. Possibly after I don't know. If you I I wouldn't. Mike, right. you would. <laughs> okay, good point. <laughs> oh yeah, I wouldn't. No way. No, I, I, no. I no, mean, I, he's been too. He's been too. He's all. He's been all around the net. He's. I mean, he's just. A, it's a matter of time before he gets a uh, gets a goal. Yeah, I mean, out of out of the forward crew in tonight's game, Schwartz, I thought had a pretty bad game. I did too. Yeah, he did. You're I, not. You're not. He's an assistant captain. You're not going to sit him though. You're, no, you're, well, well you, you know what you, you Mike uh, Mike Yo's not going to sit a Mike Yo's going to sit a rookie because that's what Mike Yo does. So most coaches do, but not. I'm not defending Yo, but uh, a lot of coaches do that. Well, to be honest, I, I don't move. think I would. I sit know it's it's too easy. Yeah, it's, it sucks. 
I don't think I would switch Schwartz either after this game. No, I wouldn't. I would never switch Schwartz. I would yeah. never. You don't do that. But, Unless he's just I mean, really like, struggling and needs a like a reset or something. I, yeah, I would never sit Schwartz. If you if you want to sit a maroon or a uh, I'm trying to think of another example, but someone like that, I'd be fine. Mar- That's fine. Maroon has been disappointing. I I, yeah. I wasn't I was not I was not expecting great things from Maroon. Uh, I was expecting more than he's given us so far, though. Right and. The uh, the pregame show on KMLX, I heard about five minutes of it, and they were talking about how the the line cha- the the putting Kairu up on the top line uh, in place of Maroon. They they felt like they needed more speed in that spot. Mm. I completely agree with that. Yeah, you know Tarasenko is not the greatest skater in the world. Patrick Maroon is probably the besides Chris Thorburn the Slow, worst. Slowest. Yeah, worst slowest skater on the team. I wouldn't say he's a worst. He's slow. I yeah. wouldn't say he's a bad. He's just not fast. Yeah. So, so I I get putting. Like you're speed up in St. Louis, in, right? <laughs> your ice time is not as prevalent as other yeah. <laughs> northern cities. Yeah. Well, and your ice uh, conditions are not as good as right. up north. Uh, uh, so something I wanted to bring up, you, but Bill, you just mentioned. So uh, the Chicago game, the last Chicago game, and then uh, tonight's game against Montreal. I actually watched the um, other broadcast. I watched the Blackhawks broadcast and the Canadians broadcast. And both broadcasts, Eddie Olchek uh, for, for the Chicago broadcast, and mm. I want to say it was Sean, not Sean Burke, um, Brian Burke maybe, was on the, the Canadians uh, uh, intermission show. They both almost verbatim said the exact same thing. The Blues' team speed is disappointing. They said that they thought going into the year, this was going to be a better team, but then they see them on the ice and they just do not look like a fast team. And that's what you have to have in the NHL now. Their their transition game kind of sucks right now. And I think, I think your transition game, if you have a good transition game, you're fast. If you don't, you're slow. That that's, that's a huge part of it. And in the transition game, the, the two guys that have probably over focused on this, and giving up the most comeback the other way chances are Petrangelo and Pareko. Is it, is it, you know, are they slow? I don't think they're slow. I think it's their def- fast. Their defensive partners that, you yeah. know, not having the right pairings. I don't know. <sighs> See, I think, I think Edmondson isn't the fastest skater either, but he doesn't let himself get caught out of position. He knows okay, I'm not the fleetest of foot, so I need to stay right here so I don't get beat. Or I need to, I can't pass this point right. so I don't get beat. You, um, you don't have to but be... But a guy like Jay Bomeister still thinks that he's that elite skater when he's not anymore. You don't have to be... Uh, if, you're not a, if, you're a smart, if you're smart, if you're a smart skater, you don't have to be a fast skater. If you're, like you said, if you're... If your uh, anticipation is uh, is 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 good and you uh, are well positioned, for example, uh, you don't have to be lightning fast. Uh, LSG in the uh, YouTube chat says uh, Maroon belongs on the fourth line. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I mean, I w- I'm not against putting people on the fourth line for whatever reason, but um, I w- I'm not saying I'm, I don't think Maroon is a fourth line guy. You know, you know you're, you're talking about a fourth line, though, that has 
Robert Thomas and Ivan Barbashev. Right. No, it's yeah, that's true. Right. That might not be a bad spot. That's true. For I, I, well, I think I think my point was that um, I guess I was thinking that uh, when you say fourth line player, um, we're thinking fourth line from years past the Blues have had, whether you know it's uh, right, the mucker grinder, mucker line. grinder, typically unskilled right. forwards kind of thing, and that's not really maroon. I mean, that's not that's not fair. He's he's better than that. But but on this Blues team, on the, the way the forwards how skilled they should be, or they're supposed to be on paper. Um, then yeah, I I would I, that's a fourth line from Rune is not you know out of the question. I so the the composition of the fourth line this year I I like it I I'd rather have three younger faster guys, um and then um you know that on paper it feels right to have Maroon on the third line, but man that's a slow third line. Yeah. I just Steen Steen is not a fast player at this point in his career. Well, Bozak, and you know what? Bozak, I I again love what he's brought to this team in terms of the faceoffs and the leadership, but he's also not a fast player. As long as you don't get beat on the matchups, if you're coaching, right. um, Bozak's faceoff skills well, probably make up for a lot of that. Right, and and to be honest, I mean, you're you should be playing. You're not playing against the top line of your opponents necessarily. So. You know, hopefully the speed is not going to the speed on the other team that they have on the top line is not going to burn you. You know, when your forwards are back checking or whatever. So I think I think that 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 comes down to coaching too. Where if you if you have a fourth line that's not the fastest fourth line, and your 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 coach uh, <laughs> has you out there against a bit you know, bad matchups, then that's not really that's not really fair to the fourth line necessarily. That's more on the coach, I think. If you're if you, if you're caught out there against the line you're not supposed to be out there against. Uh, LSG says uh, hitters hit and scores score. Put a skilled player up front, and let Maroon bang on the fourth line. Have have we had any comments out there yet about fucking get to this game already? <laughs> uh, we started to. Um, I mean, I th- we're talking about the Blues as a whole. Though. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it, I don't. Yeah, we've been, we've touched on the uh, the, the starting lines. The starting lines for tonight. Top line. We talked on talked about Kairou. O'Reilly, Tarasenko, uh, Schwartz, Shen, Perron, Maroon, Bozak, Steen, uh, Barbashev, Sanford, and Blay. And then defense, Bomeister, Petrangelo, talked about, not happy about, Edmondson, Pareko, and then Dunn, Schmaltz. So, that so real quick. Would have uh, loved to see Dunn and Bomeister flip-flop to start the game for those lines. Yeah, I uh, a lot of people I saw were, were I mean, you mentioned the, the STL, or the what the hell are they called, the Blues NHL podcast. Um, well, their Twitter name is, I think, is at STL Blues Podcast. That's what I was confusing. Anyway, it's Blues Hockey NHL. Their Twitter, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that uh, that's Blues Hockey Podcast? But the Blues Hockey Podcast was Blues Hockey Podcast. I don't. Oh my god, it's too it fucking so similar. I don't know. They get confused. It is so confusing. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, there was some talk about this. Be a rule. Talk- Ahead, there, was, there was some talk about what they talked about um, with uh, uh, the the done putting done on the top line. A lot of people in a couple of message boards really disagreed with that. Um, it, I do think it's a lot of responsibility for Dunn, but then you think about it, and you know how many people were saying back in the day, Kevin Shattenkirk needs to be on that top pairing. Who cares if he's a right-handed defenseman? Put him out there with Petrangelo. 
And, you know, I was one of those people. So I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, I think you put, you put Petrangelo out there with anyone who's capable of getting back quickly or staying back if he moves up or like most times, nine times out of 10, Petrangelo can say, all right, I'll lay back. You go play offense. Um, Dunn's that guy. That's uh, looking at the lineup and the people you could put out there. Yeah, you could have Bowmeister out there three, four years ago because they played a similar game and Bowmeister was a very reliable defenseman to, to either get back or stay back. But like we've said a thousand times on this show, that's just not who he is anymore. So if you can put Dunn out there with Petrangelo, I think that they balance each other well. Um, they're both reliable in the sense of if one of them gets back or gets caught, they're going to get back quickly. I mean, say all you want about Petrangelo. He hustles his ass off if he gets caught up ice and you can say the same thing about Dunn. So I, <laughs> I'm all for that. And like you guys said, Edmondson Pareko, that's that creates that for your second pairing. That's one of the best second pairings in the NHL. If you ask me. I love that pairing. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. assuming the Pareko doesn't pull what he pulled tonight. Ugh. Um, so in the first period of tonight's game, uh, I thought tonight's first period was uh, extremely uh, uninteresting as far as the Blues are concerned. Uh, lackluster, inefficient, uh, no transition game. Uh, Montreal scores 39 seconds into the game on you know, what I thought was a bad pinch by Bo Meister on the boards. Uh, came down two on one. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't make cuts to the net on his backhand. And... Uh, it was five hole. So whoa, yeah. Sorry. Wait, wait. Where did he beat him? Five hole. Five, no, Jake Allen. <laughs> Partial breakaway. Partial break. Part, uh, he, five uh, hole. Yeah, mm. and the yeah, I it was a it was not a good goal. I mean, Allen's got the shooter um, uh, coming down at an angle, uh, not you know not down the slot. It's on the you know from the uh, circle dot in, and it's yeah, it's a it's a hole. So, that sh- real, it's a hole that shouldn't be there. Real quick, I'm gonna totally change course here because in the Islanders Ducks game going on right now, something just happened that I've never seen before. Johnny Boychuk just blocked a shot and it shattered the blade on his uh, skate. Mm, I've seen blades break before, but not, not. Sh- yeah. I mean, it was from a shot. It was crazy. It looked the, the instant replay made it look like the puck shattered, but it was his <laughs> blade. It was so weird. Multiple pieces. Yeah. It was like two or three pieces. I've wow. seen blades come off before. Yeah. I've seen it happen in front crazy. of me. I've never seen that. Because <laughs> anyway, well, some skates sorry. have the blades that are you can just clip and take it off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I you know I thought this was a bad goal all the way around. The, the first goal, thirty nine seconds in. First of all, first minute of the game, awful. Uh, Bowmeister pinch, awful. Two on one, right off the bat. Um, Allen five hole goal it was a, it was a bad goal to give up. Pretty much everything. If if you want to find out, hey, you know what? I haven't seen any Blues games. I've been living under a rock for the last, you know, uh, uh, two weeks, three weeks. How has the Blues season gone? I feel like you could just show that clip of the opening leading to that goal because it was a poor defensive decision. It was a poor attempt by Allen to make the save. And just all around, it looked like the Blues were just not ready to start that game. Well, here's and, the, here's uh, the deal. The, fir- yeah. the first like 30 seconds of the game, uh, we had possession in their zone. 
Uh, didn't get any great scoring chances, but we had possession, kind of cycled it down low. And we and for 30 seconds, okay, we're off to a decent start in this game again. Um, and then Montreal comes back the other way and scores. So that that and that was just like, you know what? That's because a number of times this season we've had good starts the first three, four, or five minutes of the game. And then we give up the first goal in the first period. We've given up what? A goal in the first period in every game this season so far? And some sometimes more than one. <clears throat> so that's uh, that's not that's not good. At least uh, surprising stat of the night. Dustin Paul has joined the uh, YouTube chat, and he just says Bowmeister is awful. <laughs> what 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 do I have on the show notes here for the first topic? What Bow is Bowmeister is awful. That is exactly what I have for the first topic of the show. <laughs> Bowmeister is awful. <laughs> mm, Jeff must have shared because nobody else could possibly no, come to right. that realization. Word for word. Yeah, right. Word for word. <laughs> No, and, and, you know, you so getting into the, the whole first period, as we were discussing, uh, just a just a bad period. I mean, so uh, Maroon gets in that fight with Jordy Ben, and, uh, you know, it was a pretty good scrap. Not, not a bad scrap by today's fine. standards. It was fine. And, uh, you know, I thought, okay, the, you know, you think back to the, uh, the Shen. Didn't blow my skirt up any, but it was fine. No. You think back to, like, the Shen fight with uh was at landis cog last year against the avalanche trying to rejuvenate his team and that it worked and so you think okay well you know maybe maroon he, this is what he's good at this is the kind of stuff he's you know he's a he's a an energy guy this is what he's gonna do didn't change a damn thing no. <laughs> blue still looked awful the rest of that first period three shots that was the uh and the uh last time we allowed three shots in a period was uh in yo's first season as a coach and yeah, we won that game, 2 nothing, actually. But I thought, okay, we're going to come back and win this game, third period, you know, but whatever. Um, so well, at least they didn't. So my thought was when I saw how poorly they were executing in the offensive zone, I thought, great, this is going to be another 20-shot period for Jake Allen. At least they kind of yeah, they, held Montreal right, to the perimeter they, and they didn't allow a ton of yeah. shots. No, 10 was ten's fine. I mean, it's, you know, that that wasn't that wasn't too bad. Getting, uh, I even said that. I think about the five minute mark, well, the fifteen minute mark. I said if they can get out of this period, uh, zero zero. That's a win, and they did. Oh well, not zero zero, one right. nothing. That's a win face because off, the way they played that period. Face off percentage was at sixty five percent. So, one of the things last season, face offs were not very good, the, uh, and we talked about the power play uh, being fixed so far this year. Face offs, fantastic. This season, overall, very very good. Um, it's the defense. Yeah, but it's, it's funny because the, the stu- stuff gets fixed, and it's like, yeah, but we're kind of not playing very good. <laughs> so you would think uh, scoring some more goals. Well, not scoring more goals last season, but you know, uh, power play uh, being much better and uh, faceoffs being much better, which that those are probably hand in hand um, too. Uh, you think we uh, have a little better record, but uh, we do not. So. Four block shots each in the period for the Blues and Habs, and uh, four giveaways for the Blues. Zero giveaways for Montreal. Zero giveaways, which I hate that stat. I hate that stat so much. Four yeah. giveaways. Yeah, and hits too. I hate hits. And stats are still done by the hometown guy, right? Yeah. Zero so, giveaways. Yes. Yeah. None. So the Montreal didn't turn the puck over one time in that entire period. Mm, I'm betting that's not true. You know what's funny is, and I know that I've, I've showed my nerdiness before. 
Um, but in the in the NHL video games too, I feel like that is so arbitrarily done that it's just like at the end of each season, every single blue, like literally 18, 19, 20 blues will lead the league in giveaways. And then in takeaways, there won't be like any for the blues. And I feel like that's that that's actually well done by EA because that's how the NHL is too. It's like Bill said, it's the hometown guy. That stat is never calculated correctly. And we'll, we'll say that about the blues guys too. It's just, it's, it's never done properly. I feel the uh, second period was a uh, sort of a little bit of a turnaround for the blues. I think they played much better, uh, more offensive pressure in the second period. Uh, Dunn got a power play goal. Uh, his second from uh, Tarasenko and O'Reilly. Um, oh, I, I thought this, the replay on this was fantastic. Um, the uh, O'Reilly's ballerina move to avoid the uh, the shot from the through the screen. Mm. Holy hell! He <laughs> jumped up, twisted, and turned in the air, and the puck went right through his legs. It, he had like the clearance of like a six inches to shoot, and he yeah, right through his legs. Right. That was and there's like no way in hell Price can see that puck. Right. There's not a chance. Any other night it hits O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. But that was that was great. Um, and then uh, of course Montreal gets their power play goal. Uh, later yeah. in the second to uh, go back up two to one. Yeah, I thought on that play, Braden Shen was just terrible all the way around. Had the chance to get the puck out of the zone, oh, doesn't yeah. get the puck out of the zone. Yeah, and then he tries to go for the home run poke check he, and lets you, O'Reilly walk right down the fucking middle of the zone. Jake Allen screen, no chance. Do you know what pissed me off about that? Okay, he he goes for the poke check at the same time though. Um, I forgot who it was from Montreal. Was coming. It was like almost like a, 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 a half-assed pick mm-hmm. attempt. Right, right. So he's going for the poke check while at the same time trying to not trying to not get hit by the by the Montreal forward. And I'm like, get hit by the forward. Exactly. Draw the penalty. Exactly. Yep. Run into the run into the guy. They don't score, and we get a power play. Um, I it was, and you could tell that uh, uh, when the puck went in that he sl- he slumped. He mm-hmm. knew what he did. He was going for the poke check. He don't okay. You want to go for the poke check, fine, but don't make that a home run play. Don't right. make that your only right. because and that's that's exactly what he did. It was the home run play. Yeah, he wanted the one on one against his friend Gary Price. <laughs> that, that's well, that's the 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 thing. And and you young hockey players, this is something to remember. Take away the ice. That's what you do on a play mm-hmm. like that. When he when he only has two options left or right, and you see his eyes and his body move to the left and say, okay, he's going to the, he's going that way. You got to do everything you can to take away that ice from him to where he either has to dump the puck off in the corner or move the puck to somebody else. You can't let him have that ice. And that was, like you said, pure laziness. I mean, you, you learn that type of play on Braden Shen's part in – Fucking midget hockey. I mean, that was just poor. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, terrible play. Gives him a four on three down the slot with mm-hmm. Allen's screen. Yeah, no, I, no chance. It was off the Allen. post. It was off the post yeah. and in. Yeah, there's, it was no, a great that's, shot. That's tough. And, and Mike Riley is a reclamation project for Canadians. And he's, he, you know, he, 
the Habs fans were were not looking forward to him being a uh, in the lineup every night kind of guy. But uh, Carl Alsner doesn't crack this lineup because Mike Riley is playing so well. So. You know, on, on the other, you know, on the Canadians end, it's it's uh, a good play by a guy that is uh, beating expectations at this point in the season. Bill, something I want to ask you, because I, I've actually always kind of wondered this, too, because I, I God knows I've made my poor defensive plays in the past. When you see Braden Shen, one, not clear the puck, and then two, not take away the ice from Mike Riley, how pissed as a goalie are you at that player? Do you say anything? Do you let it go? Do you speak in general terms? <laughs> You're asking Bill? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you what Bill's going to say. As a goalie, what's going through your I mind can, when that I happens? can tell you what Bill's going to say. <laughs> yeah. He's no, going to light your ass up. It, it would have got picked up by the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> there have been, yeah. been a number of F-bombs, and uh, we may have called a timeout after that, and Skip Bill comes to the bench, and he just starts bitching somebody out. Yeah. It's, you can't uh, fucking do that. Yeah. No, it's um, and and I wonder. I you know we we saw a couple of tweets uh, about uh, the yo presser after the game, and apparently somebody lighting up the dressing room behind him. You wonder if that's not Jake Allen just going f- going off. I hope so, Mister Mister so Passive. Too. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, <clears throat> I was telling you. I mean, granted, I you know press can say all they want. They've been in the locker room. They're not in there for the team meetings and and for everything that happens behind closed doors, but. I'll tell you from my experiences with Jake Allen, he really does come off as a passive guy. So I do hope that he said something. I mean, even if it's just a Braden, come on, man, you're better than that. Even something like that, because that needs to be said to a player of uh, uh, Shen's abilities. We never, we never, you know what we did as, as teammates when we played, we, we never yelled at each other in the locker room. It was always bitching about the officials or the other team in the locker room. We bitched each other on the on, rink. Really, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> on the bench, on the rink. Yeah. That's where we yelled at each other. But when we got back to the locker room, we were a team again, and mm-hmm. it was always somebody else's fault. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so uh, Montreal outshot the uh, – or the Blues outshot Montreal 11-7 and uh, traded goals in the second period. So Montreal was leading 2-1 to one going into the third. And uh, I thought the Blues had a good third period um, yeah. up until well, the last ten seconds. Yeah. Best of the season. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was good. Um, uh, we had a number of power plays, and we finally converted on one. Fantastic setup, fantastic shot from uh, Shen. A one timer. Uh, great a look one-timer. from Steen. Yeah, yeah one timer goes in. Go figure, right? Yeah. Um, get the oh, puck oh, up. A one timer by Braden Shen on the <laughs> there TV. There it is on the replay. How about that? Yeah, look at this. Yeah, uh, just Shen yeah. over this. Yeah, it's part. It's beautiful. Yeah. It was a beautiful fucking goal. That's that's goals you see other teams score on but the highlights. Wait, yeah, and I'm watching it now. Yeah, they're, they're oh, it's for our God, convenience. Why do we have to fucking watch this? <laughs> this is you know what? To be honest, great. to be honest, it was a shitty play by Pareko, um, a flub pass, but it was a really nice little right. uh, to tar, uh, It was a nice conversion. Right. It was a nice conversion by Montreal because they kind of they kind of flubbed it too, mm. and it went to Gallagher who uh, had a nice little chip. Backhand thing that uh, yeah. over uh, Allen. So. Well, they flubbed it because you know they were thinking, "Whoa!" I know. I can't, but, I can't. He just put it to us at the slot. I can't believe it was happening. Uh, so, fuck. so yeah, and then uh, so I think like we just talked about uh, Gallagher uh, Preco in our own end. One uh, <clears throat> goes to pass across the across the uh, slot to Edmondson, 
when he should have, when there was a, a forward bearing down on him, should have wrapped it around behind the goal. I when when this I was telling Bill when this play happened, when Preco got the puck, I could tell he was looking across the mm-hmm. slot to go ring uh, uh, across the slot to, to pass Edmonton. I'm like, don't 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 do it, don't ten, do it. Ten seconds to go. Yes, all, all you have to do is chip it behind your own net and fight a battle. At this point, you are killing time. Right. Ten seconds to go in the game, you're killing the, time. The Throw it behind your goal. Worst thing you can do is put it in the slot, yep. and that's what he did. That was, and and that's why. Oh. Can That's you why I'm hoping that that was Jake Allen lighting up Colton Pareko. What the fuck are you thinking? Can you can you imagine if Vince Dunn had done that? He would not see the ice for he, a week. He would be in San Antonio. Yeah, he'd be terrible. Hey, that's that's what I'm saying right there. Is that yeah. that's something I wanted to bring up? Yeah, is that fucking Yo wants to hold these players accountable, right? Well, you does he though? Bench Vince Dunn. He wants to. Bench- you're going to bend. Well, you look at Mike Yo's press conferences. It's always, oh, it's them, it's them, it's them. It's never me. So well, you want to sit there and you want to you want to bench uh, Vince Dunn for one play in an overtime three-on-three game where one of the best players in the league beats your goalie one-on-one. Um, but you're not going to sit Colton Pareko for a bullshit play for a completely dumbass move that – you know what? Nine times out of ten, he probably completes that pass. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, he completes that pass. But you know what? You don't make that fucking pass that late in the game. You you do you, the safe play. You throw it behind the net. You lift it to center. You do something, anything other than what you did. And you know what? Golden Pareko is going to go back out next game and play. Uh, you know, 20, 25 minutes, which is, you know, I love Colton Pareko, probably my favorite player on the team, but you make a dumb shit play like that, and you have a coach that wants to hold people accountable, you need to be sitting next fucking game. At the very least, move down to the third pairing. That's, we all know that's not going to happen. Right, and that, that, was, that was my hot take coming out of that game, is Colton Pareko better fucking sit the next game. I mean, that that's an... At this point in his career, third season, he's supposed to be, you know, the the heir apparent to Petrangelo, and Petrangelo's had such a shitty year. We're all hoping he would take it over now, but you make that kind of play, you deserve to fucking sit. I'm sorry, I it's it's yeah. This team needs all the help it can get defensively, and especially going into Toronto for the next game. But fuck. Colton should sit. It, he he needs to show more. Uh, does any of Preco's play fall on coaching? Because I I know Preco will tell you after the game. He will tell you, I can't make that. I, can't, I that's not a smart play at all. Mm. Is that is that something that you say the coach needs to uh, drill into the players' brains? to make sure they're making the right plays at the right time? Or is this something that's strictly on the players? I think that's strictly on the players. I think at this level, these guys are grown men. They know the basics of the game. And I don't think you look at your NHL head coach to tell them, hey, guys, make the safe play. They should fucking know it. Yeah, I I don't know. I know they should know. So so the, the, the... phrase that just keeps popping in my head about this is situational awareness the best the best people at everything in the world not just hockey not just sports 
business, whatever, the best people in the world at their jobs have situational awareness. And that play was completely fucking devoid of situational <laughs> awareness. And, it, you know, it's not like there's 30 seconds to go in overtime or in, in the game. Right. There's 10 seconds to go. Right. Or ish. A little, probably a couple seconds more. But uh, when you make that pass, you're, you're, like we talked about, you are, you are, you're in your own zone, in your own end, deep. You're killing the clock. Yeah. You're not going to score in, in, in 10, 11 seconds. Right. Just he, kill the clock, get to overtime, get a point on the road against a team that's been playing well. It's a victory, even if you lose in overtime, kind of. So That play happens in February, March, or April. You get the, well, it's a long season. He's fatigued. This is fucking third week of the season. Right. What the hell are you doing? Yep. Well, and, and Kurt, you kind of alluded to this. You make that play in overtime, okay? Because at least you say, well, they they walked away with a point. He's trying to like work the puck up one more time with ten seconds left, three on three. Maybe you can make something happen. But when it's ten seconds left on the damn clock, and listen, all you people who like to to get mad at us because we bash Jake Allen, listen. Every person on this podcast is a Colton Pareko fan. We're big supporters of the guy and don't believe the flack that he gets. But you know what? That was such a dumbass play that he needs to have his ass sit for well, a game. And that here's the, here's the here's the thing with with our show, and we've said this a number of times. If somebody makes a stupid play or plays like ass, we, we say they made a stupid play or they played like ass. If someone plays great, makes a great play, helps win a game, whatever, we say that. So we're trying to be as honest and objective as possible. Sure, we have our favorite players. And we have our players we we don't like as much. But when someone we when someone plays well, we say so. When they play poorly, we say so. That's just that's just the way I think that Actually, every fan should be. To be honest, I mean, it, that's just if you're not if you're not commenting uh, in that manner, and you realize somebody is playing poorly, but you refuse to acknowledge it, that's weird to me. I, I mean, it's not like you're a coach and you got to worry about hurting his feelings or, or, or worry about hurting the player's feelings or how he's going to react or if it'll affect his play. You're a fan sitting in your basement, right? You know, it's like who the fuck? What? What? what, what just call it as you see it. You right. know what I mean? Right. The, call the, a spade a spade. Right. The the whole I'm gonna I'm gonna back Jake Allen regardless of how shitty he's been for his career. I you know because he's the Blues goalie, I can't be mad at him. Bullshit. Bullshit. That no. that there there is no argument there. That's just blind fandom. Yeah, you're not. But, I, I just but it's, Bill, it's, it's, it's but analysis. Bill, we had one good series like three years ago. <laughs> it's analysis. Shut up, Lance. I'm not. I, this is not. This is not. <laughs> This is not fanboy central uh, or fangirl Sorry, central Lance. where this is analysis. We're trying to just discuss what actually happened in a game. Um, mm. And if you're not going to say what actually happened in a game, if someone played poorly, fucking say so. Yeah. Or if they played great, fucking say so. If you're not going to do that, what fucking credibility do you have? I don't get that. None. Yeah. I, um, None. That's, that's, I mean, that's me. I, I, I if, and if, you know what, if you want to, you know, sit in your basement, watch TV, and and root and be a, a whatever, and just never say bad words about it, a player, uh, no matter how they play. That's fine, but 
I don't know. I mean, if you're gonna be vocal about it to the world on social media, that's another story. Then that's gonna then you just open yourself up for criticism, and I think you know that's you you need to accept that because that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> yeah. so are are we done talking about this game? You want to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, are we gonna open the show well, up? We well, can do it now. We can open the show up now. Uh, yeah, let's do that because I can, and then I can go through some of the hot takes we got today that we asked for, and there's a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah, we got a lot of them. So, yeah. so thank you, fans. While you're doing that, my vamp will be um, okay. Over, I I brought this up before the show started with you guys, but uh, if we're opening it up, let's let other people weigh out of this. Uh, over under on goals against over the next two games. Next two games being Toronto, Winnipeg. I've got over under at thirteen. Go. <laughs> um. You know, I, uh, so so we were talking off air about what to expect against Toronto. Uh, Kurt's actually in the camp that he thinks they're going to come out trailblazing and play well. Um, well I say trailblazing. I, you, as you're in, putting you're putting words in my mouth too. I didn't I, use those yeah, words. I say trailblazing as in like they will actually win a goddamn game. Um, yeah. And, Sorry. and play decent. Sorry, Jokic Hesh is not on this team. They're not going to come <laughs> back and win six five in overtime. Unbelievable! All right, so uh, yeah, we can get the we, yeah your over under for was thirteen for the next two games. Thirteen. That's a I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna go under just because uh, it's a pretty ridiculous. It number. is uh, well, it is ridiculous, but it I'm gonna go under. But you know what? It would not surprise me. <laughs> so you know what? I'm actually gonna go under as well, and only because I think they get thrashed in Toronto, but. I don't know what it is. I've just got this feeling that they're going to play well against Winnipeg. I say... Ryan Reeves is not going to play in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think they beat Toronto. I think that's one of those games where it's like, oh, we go in as the underdogs big time. Toronto's playing really well. Blues are playing, you know, like a monkey, uh, you know, I've been saying lately. My favorite phrase. <laughs> monkey fucking a football. Um, but, and then we happen to win like 4-3 or something. I think I can see that happening. Um, so I, I can't, sorry. I, 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 it would not shock me in the least if we get for the six, nothing, but I'm just saying that I, I can, I can see a turnaround like that happening because you know, it's sports. Uh, we asked for, uh, hot takes earlier today, uh, whatever folks wanted to say. And we got a number of them. So, uh, we can read some off to you now, uh, register and vote on Twitter said, uh, if Bowmeister is paired with Petro, the Blues will lose, <laughs> which they mm. did. Accurate take. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Fabry's hair said Jake Allen puts together a career year and debuts his new suck it haters helmet as the playoffs start. Mm. That's that's that is that is that might be a. Uh, I don't think hot take is the uh, optimistic take. Yeah, the uh, crazy hot take. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, fangirl's dream uh st louis game time our friends at st louis game time said uh, the concourse doesn't have condiment stations anymore <laughs> they have little bowls with packets in each counter no yes! no stand had cats up which he spelled it k-a-t-s-u-p which is just outrageously wrong uh sunday night how am i going to eat without any cats up <laughs> like i i hate but he actually does like cats up I hate people who say cats up. It's fucking ketchup. It always has been, always will be. Cats up. There's not a there's there's not a difference between the two. No. There's not. 
No. I've always believed there's a difference because why would anybody spell it that way? I'm sure there's a history behind it. I don't care what it is. It cats up's wrong. You learn something new every day. Every every fucking person says ketchup, and they but if they who does anybody say does anybody actually verbally say catsup? Everyone says ketchup. Now how you spell it might be a different story. So the right? the fine people of Collinsville, right? Well, they that, they beg to differ. It's Collinsville. Come on, it's the armpit uh, of the Metro East. To to their point, when I went to uh, uh, the game on Sunday against the the Ducks. Yeah, I, I I ordered a hot dog, and I asked the lady, I go, so, so where are the condiments? And she kind of pointed over, and I go, yes, that's not condiments, right? Isn't that just like straws and lids? And she's like, no, there's a bowl with condiments in it. And I go, a bowl? And I walked over, and yeah. yep, that's what it is, it's a little, little packet. Packet sucks. And I'm like, good fucking lord, really? Packet like, sucks. You can't have dispensers? The dispenser is the way to go. We got a hot dog. You're getting two or three packets, and you tear them open and squeeze them. And you never get all the ketchup and mustard out of the packet, ever. And maybe it was just where I was at, but they didn't have any relish, which I know I'm crazy. The only time I get relish in my hot dogs is when I'm at a sporting event. There was no relish to be found. I was very upset. So question, the, the honest question here, though, Jeff, is why hot dog over poutine? Mm. I told, I think I told you when uh, we had the show, when I had the poutine, it's just, I mean, it's good and I'll probably get it again, but it's just not, it's not poutine. It's Midwest poutine. Why not Lion's Choice? Mm. Now I will say that I wanted to go to Lion's Choice, Mm. but the lady was like, Mm. no, I want to go to Sugar Fire. So we walked all the way over to Sugar Fire. Well, and, and you like, got a hot dog. No, 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 no. And then she goes, "Oh yeah, they don't really have anything I want." Uh, so I'm like, "What the fuck?" Well, well okay. So we, first off, okay, why do you have to get something the same place she does? Right. Why can't you be your own man? Says a divorce guy. <laughs> I'm being. Oh. I'm being. Well played. Well played. How, however. <laughs> However, my point stands. I think I'm, I think I can speak for all men out there. Was it when I, you know, eh, you don't grow a pair. No, you're right. You're right. I could have, but I was trying to be. It was our anniversary celebration. Oh, okay. I was trying to be good. Like, well, we're not going out to dinner, but we can at least eat. But at the you same can have place. a hot dog. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I had a hot dog, and she had nachos. <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. Yep. Who chooses nachos over sugar fire? Come on. She she said the sugar fire. She you want to hear something weird? She doesn't like sandwiches. At like, all. Like bread? Sandwiches. Is it a bread thing or is it a No, she loves bread. She eats bread all the time. So it's lunch she meat thing. She won't know anything any kind of sandwich. She Loose meat, like open face, what were, uh, uh, horseshoes. No, what you, I, I don't know that I could ever have a conversation with Jessica again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> And I don't think you should. I, I yeah. What? <laughs> thank what? You, what thank what, you. What, what like a grilled cheese? She does eat grilled cheese. That's okay. The one thing all right. Because we're, we're okay. So like a, all right. Mm. So Aaron, uh, Aaron has joined the show. He was with us Aaron, uh, a few Aaron weeks ago. Yeah. Aaron Knox. Uh, how are you, sir? Uh, could have been better. Could have been. You know, you're from Minnesota, right? Uh, South Dakota. South Dakota. That was close. I was going to say North Dakota. Some Damn. state, all, some state with an accent. Thing. Some state with an accent. Thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, first off, do you like sandwiches? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Thank you. That's a very that's broad really stroke to paint to not like sandwiches. There's a lot of different kinds of sandwiches cooked a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, you, you, you got your Jimmy John's, you got your, your loaf bread sandwiches, you got your Penn Station heated kind, you got Quiznos. Yeah, I could have, yeah. Hoagies and grinders. Hoagies and grinders and Hoagies open and face, grinders. loose meat. Hoagies and grinders. Uh, yeah, all kinds of. Right. And, and you got the weird people that argue that hot dogs are sandwiches. And That's just a blasphemy. Tacos are sandwiches. A, and, a, and, yeah. They're not. They have different names. They're right. not called a sandwich. Right. Yeah, it's not a hot dog sandwich. No. Like I said, you got your weird people yeah. that say that. People call people that call hot dog sandwiches are, are just an odd yeah. odd bunch. That's right. just a weird thing to do. Right. right. Hey, I feel like they're just contrarian. <laughs> they're, so, they're pot stirrers. So, uh, um, Aaron. Uh, what's on your mm-hmm. mind? What's on your mind tonight? Um, I I really do believe that this is not some of the goals, but just the plays on Yo and company. I mean, I have a hard time looking at Shen, Schwartz, Pedro, Tarasenko, all these players that were great, phenomenal last year, and now are bad, and saying they're bad now. Is it just a? Do you think it's just a thing where okay, we're six games into the season, um, still fairly early. Uh, you know, is this in your mind, in your opinion, um, is this a thing where you think major changes will have to be made, or do you think they'll kind of pull out of it? I don't think. I think we'll pull out of it a bit, but I still think a coaching change might be necessary because there's not. There's no chance that Petro goes from having a near Norris year, Schwartz goes from having a near Selk year before getting hurt to being awful. Uh, I, I, there's a YouTube question in the YouTube chat for you, Aaron. Okay. From, okay. from Deanna Walker. says, uh, Aaron, did you bring your apple juice tonight? <laughs> um here <laughs> it's empty but i still have the same <laughs> right. i haven't thrown it out yet <laughs> i have water so. i think your your appearance on the show with your apple juice was a, a thing of legends now apparently it caught on <laughs> it's a thing it's I wish viral. I had apple juice. It's, it's, it's gonna go viral bill Viral, as the kids are saying nowadays, viral, it's gonna go viral. You say? Yes, on on Insta. You see that? I used a jo- I had, uh, said something earlier in the show and reused it later in the show as a joke. That's comedy. Is that a callback? That's a callback in its proper context. Yes. Good night, everybody. Good night. Um, yeah, I uh, I I think uh, I don't I don't uh, Jeff, are you are you a Yo fan? Are you serious? I mean, I'm, I'm well, as far as far as like okay, um, if you were to hear tomorrow that you was fired, which won't happen, but if it happened, uh, would you be like, yeah, that was a good move, or was like, oh, well, I'm not sure, I'm too happy about that? I feel like I've made it pretty clear, my friend, okay, that no. I am not a yo fan. Okay, and I know Bill's not. I'm not. So okay, Aaron's. I, I think I think all three of us. I think that was yeah. not a very good hire. But yeah. Okay, so so the question, honestly, I think though, is who's the replacement? Who, yeah. who are, what what are you gonna just promote Baruby? He's had no. He's had what six weeks of head coaching experience with Philadelphia, and that didn't go so great. 
so yeah, that's not my job. If if they that's were a, that, like, that's 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 uh, that's the GM's job to find a coach. The timing, <laughs> the timing for getting rid of Yo, the best timing would have been the end of last season. They missed yes. the playoff. They had the perfect, perfect out. We missed the playoffs. He didn't live up to expectations. Nobody's going to complain that he's gone. Barry Trotz is hitting the free agent market after that after that run. Nobody would have predicted that that the Caps could actually go and win, the, not, win yeah. the cup and not retain Trotz. But I'm not, Barry Trotz is the head coach of this team. Oh, you know what? I, I, I think I, that we would we would not be talking about a one in I agree five with you. team. I, I think I agree with you. I, I I've never been a Trotz fan, but I think if you have a chance to hire the coach that just won the Stanley Cup, because um, his record before the playoffs was abysmal, right. awful, awful. Um, so, but you know he had, and he of course did what he did last year. So the the last time the Blues did that though, hire the guy that won the cup, Mike. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't yeah. think you can put them in the same boat. Though. Yeah, no, no, no. Keenan, entirely yeah. different. Right, right, right. I was gonna say they Keenan, also gave Keenan the GM tag, right? right. Which Keenan, was a bad idea. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, gave him way too much power. And didn't uh, he insist on that though? I mean, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he was, was not going to come here unless deal. he, unless he got the GM job too. So, which right. I, as a coach, I get it. I get wanting that power because then you can basically build the team you want and mm-hmm. coach. The, the, I mean, right. and he Bring did in all the Adam Creightons of the world, all the former Rangers and Oilers you can get, and. Mm-hmm. Blackhawks. Black Did Hawks. you see yeah. that nowadays? No. No. Unless it's junior hockey. No. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can see it with junior, but but in the NHL, I don't. I don't think you'll ever see that again. To be honest. Probably not. Unless you have a team just completely operating on a on a shoestring budget. Uh, next on the hot take list, uh, Dustin Paul earlier today. Uh, Yo doesn't make it through December. Not really a hot take. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of thinking that's facts at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and Bill, to your to your question, who do they hire? I, I liked Kurt's answer. Of, uh, <laughs> uh, that's yeah, not my it's job. Not my job. <laughs> right. It, hey, as a fan, it's my job to fire the head coach, but it's not my job to replace right. him. That's that's the greatest part <laughs> about being a fan. See so what yeah. what what I know All is you have to do is take a position. I know what hasn't really worked out the way it should have, or the way that they'd hoped. I can see that's not working right now. So I mean, how much longer do you go with it? And I know that there. I mean, you, I, there's execution on the ice is one thing. You, it's hard to pin some of that stuff on the coach. When like Pareko's pass tonight, you I, you I can't blame you for that. I mean, no, he didn't no, make the pass. That's, that's that not, is a player so, not executing. Right, right, exactly. And, but it, but it, but if your system calls into question, comes into question, or your matchups come into question, uh, your lines come into question. Your you know, overuse of Jay Bomey's. Overuse of Jay, yes, and your yeah. Uh, if you're alienating players, stuff like that, I, that that's that's a problem. Right. I'll give you. What? I'll give you someone that I would at least consider. Now, now again, this might seem crazy, Mike but um, Curtis Sanford. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you you think you think, and it's funny because you think about every year. There's that hot AHL coach or uh, or junior coach. I think we're that, on the same page. That that every single person, every team. Yep. Is rumored to be interviewing. Stubby oh, yeah, clap. This guy, stubby clap. Everybody wants him. What? Stubby clap. Not stubby clap. <laughs> Just what? Four years ago, five years ago, Dallas Akins was a guy rumored 
to interview with 31 NHL teams. Well, I guess 30 NHL teams. And the Oilers hire him. He plays, he goes, what, one year, maybe a year and a half? And sucks. And now he's gone off the face of the hockey map. I don't even know what he's doing right now. And it's like, there are so many coaches who have had that moment in the NHL that didn't work out that and you probably put Davis Payne in this boat. That I was going to say that. That you Muller. just don't, you, you say, well, that's the hot coach right now, but, but two years later, they're gone. Right. So why not give one of those people a chance and and see, hey, you know what, Dallas Akins? You might have only won 40 games out of your 120, but you had a shitty roster in front of you. Let's give you a chance. I mean, I, there's plenty of coaches out there like that. Uh, another hot take we got uh, from St. Louis Game Time again. Uh, if Bo Meister continues to play so many minutes, he will be LTIR by New Year's Eve. Um, that seems pretty far out. Roby Diet. They also. Roby <laughs> Diet, yeah. The Game Time also tweeted out uh, Robert Thomas needs more minutes, but he can't earn more minutes by playing so few minutes. <laughs> and today would be the ultimate few minutes, really. Right, right. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but again, at least it wasn't Thorburn that, you know, he was playing in place of, or wasn't True. playing. Let's see. Uh, what else we got? Um,. What's the name of the Marley's head coach? Because that's where I thought Jeff was going with this. Oh. With the coaching. I forget uh, his name, but he might be in consideration. He should if Toronto Sheldon, would. Sheldon Keith. Yep, there you go. Yeah, he's he yeah, you Which, know what? That's you're right. That's that's one guy who's gonna have an NHL coaching job at some point, probably next season. That's a guy I would look at right now for sure. There we go. I have uh, I have fixed the Vincent uh, volume issue. So if you can Vincent. hear if you can hear us, Vincent, are you there? I can hear you. I'm just uh, I'm late getting in because I was at work and on my way home from work. But uh, that's cool. I um I'm just thinking to myself, and you guys may have covered this already, but I can't think of any playoff caliber teams that give up a goal in the first minute and the last minute of the game and expect that team to really be able to go anywhere. It's only six game into the season, but these points now are just as important as the points that are lost in the last week of the season. Yeah. I, 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 I agree with you that, uh, that, you know, it, it, I mean, you, you let, we talked about this last year by having points in the bank and, uh, how we, we do not have points in the bank right now <laughs> with this team. <laughs> so getting, getting, I mean, you know, uh, cause you, you figure, well, you, you want to get off to the best start you can because you may struggle later on for a stretch and you get those points in the bank and you're, it's like a cushion. Um, so now you're just digging yourself a hole really. And yeah, I agree with you. The, the goals and the, th those are killer, uh, goals in the first minute of a period, last minute of a period, especially start of the game and end of the game. My God. The start of the game and the end of the game is it for me that that is just, I don't know how, I mean, you can't blame the defense. You can't blame the penalty kill. You can't blame the lack of speed, the lack of scoring when it's 40 seconds into the game and a goal is scored. Yeah. And well, 10 seconds see, left in the game and a goal is scored. It was, it was bad, I think, two I think bad decisions. I think you're going to have those anomalies. You know, it's going to happen. I'm, I mean, I'm sure if you go back and look at all 82 games last year for the Washington Capitals, I'm sure there was a time where 
they gave up a goal late or they gave up a game early or a goal early. But it just seems like for the Blues, it's something that happens. I don't want to say that that particular thing happens a lot, but I feel like a lot of times we see this team almost like they're not ready for the game to start and their heads aren't in the right place when the game is ending. I mean, you think back to that game last year when Duncan Keith scored that, that goal against the Blackhawks late in the year. Uh, that was nine second seconds to go game. too. What? That was nine seconds to go too. Yeah. I mean, you think back to yeah. that and you say, that's not something that should happen to a playoff caliber team. They don't let that kind of thing happen. And you don't let a play like Chris Butler hooking that guy down to get a penalty to lead to that power play goal. I mean, you just, you think about that kind of stuff and it makes you say, yeah, this is not a cup caliber team, but Vincent, the one thing that I will emphasize that is positive is that we have to try and remind ourselves this is a new forward group and that they're still figuring it out and they're going to have lapses like they had tonight. But I mean, as much positivity as I want to shine on this, they got to figure it out quick. Do you know what bugs me about the, the, uh, folks that, and there, there may be very well be something to it where it's, we've got a bunch of new forwards this year is the half the forwards are, are, are new to the system and the team. I get that, that there may be a learning curve there, but I look back at last season with Vegas, the whole damn team was new to each other mm-hmm. and they got off to this fantastic start. I had a great season, uh, went to the finals. So, uh, <laughs> I guess every team is different, and I hope that is the case with the Blues. I hope that this is just a, a growing pains thing where once they uh, play with each other more and more and become more acclimated and become more comfortable with which, with where each other, where they are on the ice, um, th- things will start to click better. The transitions will be better. Uh, fewer mistakes on the ice. People trying to not do too much on the ice to cover for somebody else, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Things, things that you can be cautiously we, we do something, uh, which is, of course, probably it's fun for us and it's meant for fun. Uh, but during the game, uh, a couple of us interact on Facebook and we have something that we call the Shaky Jake Challenge. And the Shaky what? Jake Challenge is where we pick what shot Jake Allen will let a goal in on the game. <laughs> and it's I mean, it is pretty fun, especially the stuff that goes with it. Now, saying that and we talk about all the things that he needs to do. I think there's only one game this season out of the five he's played where it's been the 10th shot. Everything else has been less than that. Yeah. First shot, third mm-hmm. shot, fourth shot. What, what, uh, what, fa- is this a Facebook group you're in? Yes. Uh, what's the, what's the group? This is the quest for the cup group. Okay. Uh, and blues with the Z, right? What is it? Blues with the Z quest yes. for the cup. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's really there. We're, the, we're there for a lot of fun. You know, a lot of us have been blues fans a long time because we're old. <laughs> um, but we play the Shaky Jake Challenge. I actually came up with that. I like that. Um, and it's in fun because we want, I want him to succeed because if he succeeds, the team succeeds. But we have to laugh because otherwise you want to cry or you want to throw your phone <laughs> or you want to kick the dog. So we laugh about it. I like that better, than the, it, better than the contest that uh, who scores the first goal. I like that better. Yeah, I like the uh, shaky. Jake yeah, button. well, the shaky Jake challenge is awesome. That's our little thing, and I know uh, the game time group had the uh, shots for goals. And what was really, really weird, um, that picture on the post dispatch 
on opening night on the front page of the Post-Dispatch with the shots for goals. I am the guy in the white uh, Tony Twist rookie jersey um, that said, you know, we, we do the shots for goals. Well, it wasn't me. It said that it was Dan Riley that actually said that. It wasn't me. But I sent a note to them the night that they need to change the shots for goals for, to shots for saves is what they really need to change that to. Because <laughs> um, that's just what it's got to be. The first shot, the third shot. You know, it's just yeah. it's a long suffering blues fan. So. Yeah, it's I know that I know that that's a I mean, it's a it's a hilarious joke. And I'm 100 percent on board with you guys continuing that tradition. But um, I uh, a lot of that's a defense. I feel like they this team just does not seem like they're ever fully prepared for a game to start. And I know that's kind of like a. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what the word is, but I see. I know that's kind of like a thing with hockey fans that, um, you know, oh yeah, this, our team didn't show up in the first five minutes. Well, with the Blues, it almost seems real. There's a lot of times where it seems like the other team just is raring to go, and the Blues just do not step out of the gate with any kind of emergency. Um, you know, part of being fifty and in that group is you can say what you, what you feel and, and not really, not really concerned about it. And then what I, what I, you know, some of my thoughts are, and I was there uh, when they moved from the arena to the Kiel center for the first time. And I was there at the arena, but I saw Chris Pronger have this wonderful season. And then Chris Pronger had a kid and his entire game changed when he had a kid. My life changed when I had a kid because I was far less reckless once I started having children. <laughs> you have and responsibilities. Just, oh, you got triplets. You're not getting the sleep you need. You're not, you're, your mind isn't exactly on that game all the time. And I think, well, didn't Jake have a kid last year? Or Yeah, Jake Jake had a, had a kid last year. I think it was widely publicized. It was, you know, like completely not planned. And, and it's, Petro, I just think that, that has something to do with it and, and not, not knocking either one. I just think it's a reality. Pronger's game changed completely. He wasn't that nasty guy with the stick. He wasn't, he just wasn't that nasty of a guy after he had that child. And Petro's not the player he was last year. How old are you, Vincent? You said? Me, I'm 50. 50. I'm 44. So I'm 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 almost with you. You're Chris Pronger. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Chris Pronger this year. 44. There you go. There you go. I'm going to set the floor down uh, and finish a few things before I go to bed. I'll still be listening, but okay. and I may jump in. But uh, I I love the 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 show because I would drive back from uh, St. Louis, Missouri, all the way back to almost Springfield, Illinois, and listen to Cam Wex when they had the balls to actually put on a call-in show. Uh, cool. Which, of course, they have their you know sports open line that they take absolutely no calls for at all anymore. <laughs> so, well, cool. I, I love the fact that there's people who want to talk about the game after and break down from the fan side of it or from the side that is not paid to talk about how great of a skater uh, Lamont Sanford is out there on the ice. Because <laughs> I heard Joey Vitale talk about the speed. It was either Joe or I was driving into work, so I listened to part of him on the radio and talked about the speed that Sanford brings to the game, and I, ju- I just don't see that either. But, yeah, I, well, I mean, that's and, and uh, we that's why seven years ago when we f- uh, first started talking about doing a podcast, we uh, we – that was part of the deal is because it was just too many folks that we didn't feel were given like their honest takes because they were, you know, part of the, you know, not to say on the payroll, but just, you know, just they, right. they had jobs they wanted to keep. And, uh, yeah, well, that's so, it. Um, yeah. I will see where was I coming from the night of the blues Hawks game. I was driving home and listened to the, um, 
the Duncan Keith Love Fest and about how how great it was. This was Chris Kerber talking about how great it was that the Blues sat on the bench and watched that for such a great player and, you know, dropping the puck right there on the center of the ear of the Blackhawks, you know, face and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, there's no way he would have said that if Chase was sitting next to him. Mm-hmm. Chase wouldn't have put up with it. <laughs> And, yeah, and I got I Joey V there, and, and Joey V, you know, he's he needs this job, so he he pushes the team. I like him calling the game, but he pushes the, what the team wants him to push, or he's going to push their line. Where Chase probably spoke a little more freely. I love the story where Chase said he was on the plane with the guys after uh, somebody didn't stick up for something. He took them to task for it. The players said, you know, told uh, the Blues that they didn't want Chase flying on the on the same plane as them, and all he did was walk past every one of them, and no one would look him in the face because they were just. They knew they were wrong. I forget which podcast that was or one of the radio programs he on. It was shortly after he was leaving the broadcast job and he was talking about that. And he said, none of the, you know, the team he, toughness, I, the team mentality isn't there. I think that was, and on they wouldn't the, look him in the face. I think that was on the Tim McKernan podcast. If I'm very well, could have been. Yeah. Great story. Oh, it is. Yeah, for sure. But no, that's, I mean, Kurt's right. That that's why we started this show. Um, you know, we, uh, We've always wanted to uh, t- to make sure we tell it like it is, and and there that's why I'm mean, I'm glad the the podcast game is kind of blown up in St. Louis for Blues podcasts because you're getting real people talking about the game and 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 honestly, like you said, your Facebook groups too, uh, you know, people sharing their opinion. That's what it's about, and uh, I don't feel yeah. like we uh, we get that enough with uh, modern media. Well, uh, thanks. Well, I'm for... going to listen for a while, yeah. guys. Uh, yeah. I'll drop off from it, but I'll be listening. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for listening, Vincent. Appreciate it. Uh, we got uh, let's see some more hot takes here uh, from I can't even. What is that even a word? It's upside <laughs> down. Uh, their handles at dbstl, I guess. The beer garden. Oh, that's in response to uh, game time tweet. Game time tweeted out. Uh, let's see. Well, no. <laughs> I'll get this right. What is okay. going on? D- DBSTL says, why are there so few TVs on the concourse and almost none on the stands? None of the stands. We'll get the uh, all we get are LED screens showing only ads. Game time says uh yeah, the only ones in concession stands are tiny and blurry. Jack Daniels bar where the store was, TVs are small, not enough. And then uh B B D D Beebs STL, the beer garden has them, and that's pretty much it. Apparently there's a lack of TVs. I didn't notice when I was uh at pregame, the two pre preseason games, I didn't notice the lack of TVs. Yeah. I didn't notice it uh, in the game against Anaheim either. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. We kind of stayed in our seats the whole time, yeah. so maybe that's why. Although I come to think of, it, I don't recall seeing a lot of TVs in the concourse as you walk. But Mr. Blues Hat says the Blues struggles stem from a combination of gray paint in the arena and letting Angela Sharp go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which... You know, I I spoke to Angela um, earlier this week, I think. I don't know. What day is it? Wednesday? I don't know. Tonight? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we spoke recently. And um, yeah, she's, I mean, she's doing good. And she's, uh, you know, loving her life. But I still get the sense she's a little heartbroken over not still being the blues chick. And that's a... Uh, that's a shame. I think a lot of people feel that because uh, she was good. She was good at what she did. So I'm with you, Mr. Blues Hat. So I gotta. I do have a couple comments here. Uh, so when I posted the show on Facebook, uh, Zach Detol- De- Zach Detoli 
says, when do we hit the panic button? I can't talk. When do we hit the panic button? The team as a whole looked great in the third until that whiff from Pareko with nine seconds left. So let's ask you guys this. When do you hit the panic button? I think uh, after this road trip, if, if, you know, if there are no signs of life after this road trip, uh, you've got to hit the panic button. The, the, what I was, uh, the point I was trying to get to earlier was if, if there's anything to be optimistic about, tonight was the second road game for this team. Time on the road is going to help players you know, to, to gel and come together. I mean, if there's a huge blow up in the locker room that could be heard on the, you know, post game presser, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, it's a little too late. But uh, you know, I, I think this this will give them time to, uh, you know, to to come together, and you know, for players who uh, who haven't had. Uh, enough air in their, uh, you know, away from their, their personal lives. Um, this is their opportunity. Uh, but man, these next two games are going to be very fucking difficult. I'm going to say for me, I guess, I guess I need to, uh, I need to know what you mean by panic button. Like uh, where before we like, okay, it's time to make a coaching change kind of panic button or it's time to, well, which is what like, one of the few things you can do actually. Um, but I, I, I would say, I would say a little bit later than bill, I would say game 20, but only because I think that's typically, uh, my kind of benchmark for where, like last year we talked about, which, <laughs> last, which year's last year was a, is a bad example, but it, that's the exception to the rule. I think right for the, for the vast majority of the time game after 25. 20 games, yeah. Uh, you, you kind of, you, you kind of can tell who's who and who's what. Um, and I think, uh, that's, it's, it's, you're almost a quarter way through the season. So you kind of know what you have. Um, anything that, that was going to materialize should have by then easily. Um, right. this... so I, I think, I think to me, I think around the 20 game mark now, if the team's playing really bad, like they just can't win mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, uh, two, 12 and four or something that, you know, we were 15, 16 games. Okay. Then I say that's then a little earlier, but uh, I think if they're, if they can manage to play 500 hockey for a little while, um, if they're still like, yeah, I, I'd yeah. say 20 yeah. games. Yeah. So playing 500 hockey is a, is a pretty big stretch at this point. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly don't think that anything, well, Nothing will surprise me with Doug Armstrong. He's he's willing to take a big risk and make a change. Davis Payne, I mean, how soon into that season did did he bring in Hitchcock just because he didn't like what he was seeing? If he can line up the right guy to come in and replace Yo, Yo, Yo's just he doesn't have a winning pedigree. He's he doesn't appear to have the locker room. We talked about his his. Uh, four yeah. years coach in the central. Yeah, four, 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 five, fourth, four. fourth, fifth, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, he's never finished <laughs> higher than fourth in the central. Yeah, yeah. and you know it, it's. I think I think you're looking early. I don't know if it's twenty games, but early November I think is is the true point. I you know I the this road trip I think will will yeah <laughs> you can't stop. I can't stop these these uh. Cinnamon yogurt pretzels are delicious. Because you can't, so, you won't, and you don't. 
so when I want to hit the print panic button, because um, I, you know, I've, I've been kind of on the the side of, you know, early in the season, new forwards, give it time. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of after tonight. I'm saying this has got to be figured out sooner rather than later. And I posed the question to you guys last week. What do you do if you enter that Winnipeg game coming up? Was it next Tuesday or next Wednesday? Whenever the the last game of this road trip is, what do you do if you Monday. hit that point? It's Monday. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do if you hit that point and you still haven't won a game? Now they won against Calgary, yeah, which was great. But uh, what if they go winless except for that win? You know, at that point, do you say we really need to re-examine? what's going on here. And uh, I think Doug Armstrong's going to have to, I think he's going to have to look at this and say, we got to do something. I mean, whether it's sending a guy down or uh, putting someone through waivers, <clears throat> Jay Blumeister, uh or uh, firing the coach, you got to do something. I mean, you can't go. I mean, at that point, if you lose that Winnipeg game, <laughs> And you lose the Toronto game. What are you? You're two, five, and two. Just you can't start the year that way and expect to make the playoffs. Yeah, and I think uh, it probably will come down to also how they're losing these games. I mean, the way they're losing now is kind of bad. Um, I think if if, if the, you know what the Saturday game in Toronto is, I, I guess you could look at it as it's a really big game. Because that's that game has the potential, like Bill said, we might lose six nothing or six two or whatever. We, we might get blown out. Uh, if we get blown out after tonight's embarrassing loss and the way the season started, uh, that could that could be a problem for. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pissed off people, and I think can if, I can I jump in here? Sure, sure, go ahead. Only and and just to interrupt. You talked about you know if the if the coach would make a waiver move or or do something back in uh, 1990. And I, and I posted this up the other day on on uh, might have been a different thread. It might have been one of the other blues threads I belong to uh, when they were asking you know what do you do with Bo Meester? In 1990, uh, Gordy Roberts was the seventh defenseman on this team. Had a pretty good career, you know, an NHL career, but he was sent down by the Blues to Peoria, and that was their their massive year where. David Bruce and Dominic Lavoie, Michelle Mangeau, Tom Tilly, all those guys ran there all the way at their 18-game win streak and went and won the cup that year. But they sent Gordy Roberts down to work with the kids, and they said they'd find him a deal where they could find him one. And Gordy Roberts got picked up by the Penguins and won the cup two years in a row. And, and I think they need to take that approach with Bo Meester. Says, you know, you, we just don't have a spot for you. Um, you know, there's no trade clause, but we're going to send you down to the minors. And if you don't go, you don't get paid. Go down. We'll find you a spot. Teach the kids. We'll find you a team that's acceptable to you, and you send him on their way. And, and they did that with Gordy. Salaries were way different back then, but Gordy Roberts flipped that into two Stanley Cups by going down, teaching the kids, working with the organization. They found him a great fit, and, and I think they should look at that for Bowmeister. I don't. I don't know if he would. He would go down, and I don't think he'd play. Well, for but then he doesn't play. Then well, you say, well, then you're not playing. Well, and and I I I'm on board with that, but I think that the first step for the Blues and Yo would be to, if you're gonna progress to that point, don't play him on the top pairing, 
to start for starters. Yes. Play play him on the third pairing, and like, ease him out of it. Maybe, you know, let let him see the writing on the wall, maybe or something, or have him be a healthy scratch for a few My games. Theory with Bo Meester, my theory with Bo Meester is he was Doug Armstrong's boy when Doug Armstrong was the general manager of Team Canada for those either the Olympics years or the or the, the Canada Cup years, the World Cup, whatever the, those series they were playing in the international years. And he rewarded Bo Meester's play when he was still a bit younger and still an Iron Man for Team Canada with Blues money and a Blues contract. He gets a no-trade deal. He gets this big deal, a long deal. But he was Doug's boy for Team Canada, and you can't pay him that way while he was playing for Canada. But you can pay him that way when you're playing for him for the Blues. So we're I've always believed we are stuck with the salary that he should, you know, that he got because of his play with Team Canada. Doug Doug rewarded him with that. Now, there's no proof to that. That's been my thinking, my theory, um, and I think it pans out where you can't move him because it's a no trade deal. I get with David back because we gave him a no trade deal back well, when we had to match Vancouver's offer. We would have lost him. Maybe we overpaid. Maybe we shouldn't give the no trade deal, but we matched that contract, so we we had to give him what he was getting there. But Bowmeister didn't have to have that deal. You can you can trade Bowmeister. He has to, have to he has to waive that clause. He has to right. It's, but it's really yeah. a no trade clause. They have to yeah, agree no, to it. It's I mean they they define no trade clauses as uh, they're not really no trade clauses. They're they basically give the 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 player the uh, ability to choose where he wants to go. And, and is that's, that the same as a no movement clause, or is, is that different? No no movement means they can't expose them to the expansion right. draft, and they also can't send them to the minors. So he doesn't have that, I would think. I think he no. probably has a no trade no, clause. He has no trade. He has no trade. Well, th- again, so you then you put him on the third line, you diminish his minutes, you diminish his value as a player, or you accept the role to go down and teach this game to the young kids coming up in San Antonio, and we will do our best to find you a fit that's acceptable to you and to a contender in the Eastern Conference. I would love for that to happen. I I don't I for some I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. This man knows the history of the team. And if they knew the history of the team, they could look back on that. These, these were moves that, despite the horrible moves Ron Caron and Brian Sutter made, that was a good move because it allowed some of the younger Blues players to play, Robert Dirk and uh, David Featherstone, which had pretty good careers after we lost them. Um, it allowed David Brown to play, or excuse me, Jeff Brown to play. Um, of course, and you know, that was the Scott Stevens. We had a fantastic defense that allowed there, right? to, to finish out his season. <laughs> I, I, I don't think the Blues are even close to – until they start giving Bowmeister a third-pairing minutes uh, and maybe the occasional healthy scratch, yeah. which we talked about giving him a healthy scratch just for resting purposes would be a smart move. Right. Every five or six mm-hmm. games, give him a healthy scratch. Let him rest. If, you, like if, if you're going to play him, if you're going to play him, I mean, if you're going to play the guy, let him rest once in a while so he's not exhausted by, like uh, game time said, uh, uh, New Year's Eve or whatever it was. Yeah. So I don't disagree with that. But yeah, I, 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 we're on the same page. Kind of the same thing in your business. If you have a business, and you've got an underperforming employee. You have to move them on, and and you we're, take the loss of paying them unemployment or whatever it would be, or buying out their contract if they're a contracted employee. You just you have to cut your loss, and and you could get value for him and another team to pick him up. You just send him down, and he plays well, and you find a team that that maybe needs someone. Uh, like Columbus with Seth Jones out. He's not comparing him to Seth Jones, but he could add some leadership and stability there. And you have a friendly organization there with the former Blues players or Blues staff that are working out of there. What are you going to say, Bill? I was going to say, and the moment may have passed, so this probably isn't going to have the same impact, but 
If I could swap J. Bowmeister for Harold Schneps, <laughs> I would do it right now. <laughs> right now, I think we're all on the same page with uh, with Bowmeister. We, yeah. uh, in the end, we'd like to see him not be here. <laughs> right, one he's, way or the other. He, he he's the he's QB the dead horse that we keep beating. He's the Brett Favre that's come back that tried to play, you know, um, in Minnesota or whatever. He had a great career. He did well with his Iron Man streak, but his skills have diminished. His body's given up on him and. And he doesn't deserve to play on the top pairing or the second pairing. Right. They they and need to guys stop. just don't know how to give it. I mean, we always we laugh that Jay Cutler and Jeff Al- Jake Allen are brothers. You know, they're the guys that you have supposedly on your team, and they're just not going to get the job done for you. And, and and Jay's getting there. He he is that Brett Favre that's getting older. He is the aged Dan Marino. He is the aged. Oh, who else? You know, uh, Phil Sims, where they just they keep playing, but they really shouldn't be. Uh, we got some more uh, hot takes here from uh, on Twitter. Uh, they've mismanaged the kid, talking about uh, Thomas, I believe. Uh, I bet they send him back to juniors shortly after Fabry's back. There's no point in keeping uh, if he is in the press box or only getting six minutes a game, which we touched on earlier a little bit. We I think we'd all like to see him get some more minutes. Or uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I. Um... I, I don't I, I I honestly am not that upset that he didn't get to play tonight with a call up of Zach Sanford, you know, and not that I think Zach Sanford's a better long term NHL player, but given the circumstances, let Sanford play tonight. Well, you want to see what you have, right? Yeah, you want to get, yeah. Zach Sanford's been out for for over a year, like Fabry, and you want to see what he can bring to the team and. Um, yeah, right. and the, yeah, they're not going to sit. Not, Pat it's not like you're signing. Him. It's not like you're sitting Thomas for a an aged right. veteran that has no business being in the NHL. It's not Dave Scatcherd or somebody <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, Deanna tweeted out in response to the uh, barbecue sauce or in response to the ketchup conversation earlier. Barbecue sauce. Period. Cats up. Smash. Smash up. Are 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 you are you guys uh, barbecue sauce or ketchup people? If you have one or the other, none. Malt yeah. barbecue, none, none. I'm not really much of a. I'm not really much of a barbecue sauce person. I know that makes me an awful Midwesterner. Yeah, and yeah. I wasn't really, I wasn't really a ketchup fan until about five years ago. So it, it's hard for me to answer that question. I guess I'd go ketchup. I, I, I don't. I'm not a ketchup guy at all. I love barbecue sauce, though. I put it yeah. on. Burgers, fries, yeah. everything. I I love it. Yeah. No, I I like barbecue sauce in in its context, and ketchup. I have to save enough for Julie because that's all she. <laughs> that's the only condiment she knows. So, I I I don't dip into that. So. All right. I'm a I'm a barbecue sauce guy. I don't dip into that. I see what you did there. Ah. But I n- never mind. Uh, let's see. Matt's hot take on Twitter is uh, Mike Yo hasn't done anything wrong, but Mike Yo has not done anything right. Mm. <laughs> so what has he done? <laughs> Finished fourth, 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 fifth. fifth. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, one uh, Dustin Paul said, "Is it too late to send in my hot take?" That was a good one. That was a good hot take. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I got a couple things here on. Uh... Facebook. So our friend Mike Draper says uh, hashtag Jack Hughes, which I think we can all 
agree with. For those who don't know, that's the uh, the projected number one pick in next year's draft. Uh, so, mm, uh, mm, yeah, mm. we'll see. Uh, and then my mom commented with uh, or pasta, which I gave her a double question mark. And she said, you said Jessica doesn't like sandwiches. So, yes, my mother is right. My wife, who is Italian, her maiden name is Bartolacci. Does not like pasta. Mm-hmm. What does she eat? She does, does she, is it like a strict pizza diet? Chicken and pizza. That's pretty much it. Mm. That's mm. why she has such a great figure. The uh, the LSG uh, comment on YouTube chat. Love ketchup. N- needles and Parmesan cheese. Typical poor man's cuisine. And uh, uh-huh. he says noodles, not okay. Noodles, not needles. Noodles. He puts ketchup yeah. on noodles. Oh, okay. It's a separate thought. Love ketchup. He also loves noodles and parmesan cheese. Yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that. I'm, I'm a big fan of the noodles. Uh, the the uh, for those of you who have not been to the uh, spaghetti uh, the uh, uh, spaghetti factory, old spaghetti old, old spaghetti factory in St. Louis, uh, they have a dish called uh, mazithra with brown uh, what mazithra with brown butter. Mm. Yeah, it's noodles with mazithra cheese and brown butter. It's amazing. It's very simple. It's just noodles and the mazithra cheese and brown butter. It's a fantastic. Mm. It's really good. Not at all good for you, but it's good. I couldn't tell you the last time it was oh. on the landing. No, he did say spaghetti. He said spaghetti, noodles, and ketchup and Parmesan cheese. That's disgusting. Oh, I, I was afraid that Deanna, was it. Yeah, because Deanna said ketchup on noodles question mark, and he goes, yes, spaghetti, noodles plus ketchup and Parmesan cheese. That's disgusting. Mm. That's like ketchup on your eggs. You're you're <laughs> only an aisle over from pasta sauce, right? <laughs> right. Maybe oh. the same aisle. I don't know. Right. Oh, uh, at least at least go with chili. Chili and, and spaghetti is good. Like what the, are you from Cincinnati? Chili mac. Chili mac's good. Chili mac and cheese, not spaghetti. Mac macaroni. If you shop at Aldi, they're in the same aisle. It's a Greek it's dish. Just... He says it's a Greek dish. Ooh, the spaghetti and ketchup and ugh. You get that cheese over on the hill. It smells like dirty feet. You know, I always Prevel. say, <laughs> Prevel I always say that cheese. you shouldn't knock anything until you try it. I don't think I'm I want to try that. I'm not putting ketchup on my noodles. That's not. I don't like ketchup. Mm. Ugh. Just wait till the next time you're really, really hungover and have nothing but. Now I eat noodles plain <laughs> before I eat my ketchup on it. Oh, I, I'm, I, I do not miss my single days for that. Oh, wake up. <laughs> Open the fridge. Oh, all I have is ketchup and mustard and taco shells. <laughs> oh, and a twelve-week-old egg. Yeah. That's when you go to the Little Caesars and spend five dollars on a pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I would do. <laughs> Man. All right, that's uh, that's most of the hot takes, I think. Oh, there was more actually. Golly. There were a lot of angry people tonight. Yeah. I wonder why. It's not even worthy of discussion. Bowmeister has zero business playing more than any of the other six defensemen on this roster. Absolutely. That's from, that's from register and vote. Absolutely. Uh, Fabrice Harris says, I'm stock, stocking up on my angry memes because I'm pissed as hell. <laughs> Fabrice Hare, great follow on Twitter for those yeah. of you who tweet. Yeah, he, uh, he, he tweets in Mr. Blue's Hat Shadow. <laughs> yes, yes. He's a great follow unless you're Mr. Blue's hat. <laughs> He's also uh, Art Lippo's dumb friend, I think was the, the terminology used this summer. 
from uh, the crest. Oh, the crest. <laughs> the crest. Yeah, he called him. Uh, I believe he called him Art Lippo's dumb friend. The crest. Oh, that was a fun week and a half. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, so, Aaron, closing thoughts. Uh, get a new coach. Okay. <laughs> There's just so many like little things that Mike Yo's system has that it annoys me. Like the wingers weighing around on the point. The wingers waiting on the boards to make an outlet pass from the defenseman. Just trying to... It looks like they're trying to skate through mud half the time in their breakouts. It's just... I hate his system. Just because I've seen it before. It drives me insane because it never works. It doesn't look fluid. It, it looks choppy to me. It looks out of sync. No, this is like the same system oh, I know. the junior team had like four years ago and it drove me absolutely oh. insane because it doesn't work and it's so easy to read the winger's gonna get it on the half boards and try to make a breakout pass you pressure the winger there's no breakout <laughs> like yeah it's it, <laughs> that's all they do right and so you said earlier kurt that this kind of or somebody said that this is kind of like Mike Kitchen hockey, yeah, right? Yeah. And Mike Kitchen, it was it wasn't you know get it to the to the winger and there's a breakout pass. It was D to D and up the boards. That was it. It was the easiest thing in the world to read and pick off. And you know that was the year that we got Eric Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which allowed us one, to get Chad. We got Kirk. the number. Yeah. The number one pick Stewart. who got us. Yeah. Which got good, us Zach Sanford, which allowed us to get Zach Sanford yes. and a good golf cart story. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. Right. And something for us to discuss tonight during the show about. Yeah. Sanford playing over Thomas. So here we are. It all stems from Mike kitchen. Uh, there's your next head coach. How about him? Oh, man. No. Shot. Now, Quinville, can you wait till next season for a new head coach? That's, that's, that's that was the question no. I was going to ask. Yeah. I really don't want to. It, it, I don't would, think I can watch this team for an entire season. Do, do you, uh, would you want Quinville back as head coach? Yes. Sure. So, if so you could if, get him for right now. Song? But yes. you can't, though. So, I mean, what would, would you, so if, if you could, if you were told, hey, you, Quinville wants to come back here and coach next season. Uh, would you put up with Yo this season and wait until the off season? The question That's would be question. no, no. Can, you the question would be can, ah. the question. The question would be can Stillman afford that? Because if you keep Mike Yo as head coach, your attendance is going to continue to plunder. <laughs> yeah, no. Interim tag Baruby. Or go in, get a college guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I, uh, that's not a that's not a bad idea. Interim tag somebody and then hire uh, Quinville in the offseason. assuming he wants to coach here right. or leaves Chicago. Yeah, I, I, we have no idea. Steve Ott, interim coach. <laughs> Mister, <laughs> the eye in the sky. <laughs> Steve Ott. Mm. Mm. That's painful. Where's, where's Where's Jamie Compon when you need him? Uh, L.A. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. LSG in the YouTube chat says he wants to give a shot to a younger guy to evolve with the league. Hmm. That is not hmm. a, uh, that is, I mean, that's, that's a fair, that's a fair want. Yeah. yeah it's kind of what Aaron and I were discussing earlier. Yeah. Giving a well, shot to a guy who's not been proven yet. Um, and I think that's fair because 
there's really not any proven guys out there right now. And and you look at the dinosaur coaches of the league, and a lot of them just I don't want to are not doing well. I don't want to recycle another NHL coach and have the same 31 coaches in the league over and over again. It's it boring. <laughs> All right, so so I'm just gonna throw this out there. Just you know, not not really believing believing that this would happen, could happen, should happen. But uh, there's a guy who is now coaching the uh, Tucson Roadrunners, the Phoenix AHL team, uh, who was uh, a CBC guy. He was my carpool guy. He hit me. He hit me with in the side of the head with a slap shot from two feet away. He's he is coaching now in in Tucson. He's he's had an astronomical rise. He was a couple of years ago. He was in the USHL last year. Kingston Frontenacs. Jay Verity. He's he's a young up and comer. Bring him in. St. Louis guy. It's a story everybody will love. Okay. Everybody will forget Mike Kitchen. Our, our, I hope so. <laughs> Mike Yo overnight. You've already yeah, forgotten him. Guy. Yeah, I, I have. I have. No, that's 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 my endorsement of the night. Fine. I, you fine. you could pretty much say anybody. I think right now for me, it's like, uh, you know what? Why not? Why the hell not? Yeah. Oh, sure. Kane Van Gate on Twitter. Let's go with him. Let's not. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think uh, I think we're gonna wrap this show up. This long show, yeah, and I don't know. I, it still feels like it wasn't angry enough. Yeah, well, I th- I don't think we're assholes. To that, that you know, we're not too much of an asshole group. So I think we're. I mean, I'm more sad than angry. So I'm. I think I'm more frustrated than and irritated than than angry. The first yeah, I'm and just... third goal made me say, "Oh, fuck off!" But that was about it. Yeah. I... I don't know. I felt like when when I left my house to come over here to do this, like I was like, "Oh, this could be a great show." We're gonna, we're just, yeah, we're gonna say things we're gonna regret. We're gonna have sound bites for weeks to come. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, ninety nine percent of the people commenting are fans and don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Let's be frank. <laughs> when I was setting things up tonight, I said. Man, I even tweeted you. I think I just tweeted you or messaged you guys, fuckity fuck, because I was so angry. That's all I could think to say. And so, yeah, I thought I thought the same thing. I thought we're just going to be yelling and ranting and screaming the whole time. But I guess I'm we came off as more depressed. Us. Yeah, I'm disappointed in us. Do you know what soundbite I haven't used? Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Auto Parts. God damn it. Haven't used that one. You need to wait for his first goal. <laughs> Might be a while. Ruined it. Um, hey, uh, so, uh, yeah, Aaron and uh, Vincent, thank you guys for joining us on the show. That was fun. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues, I guess. <laughs> Remember, over-under is set at 13 for goals against next two games. <laughs> what do you got? Let's just do something. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. 
Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend. 